0: if I eat a whole banana, I might die of radiation. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, March 13, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media assassination episode 286.
1: This is no agenda.
0: Being a confused slave thanks to Daylight Savings, just like the elites want me to be here, high atop the hilltop watchtower, crackpot command center, Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California. Yay! In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry.
2: And from northern Silicon Valley, where Daylight Savings
0: Saves days. I'm John C. DeVore. It's
3: Craig and Buzzkill. In the morning.
0: <laughs> hey, but the iPhone worked. That's the good news. Uh, it's actually really eight. Yeah, right. It is. You know, I hate this so much. I, you know, And you know that somewhere someone's got a scam running and that hour of time that we lost, they're making money off of. I still don't know how they do it. <laughs> but every single Look time this the happens money we
2: made today martha
0: <laughs> yeah we stole that hour from those stupid slaves we got it
2: <laughs> in the morning to you john in the morning to you and in the morning to all ships
0: at, at sea. sea yes the rocking ships at sea here and there in a gitmo nation and the feet washing up on shore well i gotta tell you i'm uh i'm so happy uh you know, as a television executive here in the United States, uh, I was getting so bored of uh, putting together the the shots of Libya that, you know, we really needed something different. Yeah, and by the way, when
2: people listen to the show... Uh, That's the first thing I thought, by the way, is, yeah, ratings! Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> the fact of the matter is, you... Uh, Uh, Based on, uh, you know, I want to mention to people out there who listen to this show or maybe just started listening to it that we kind of base our worldview on a fractal system mm -hmm. that makes it easy to deconstruct what is going to happen. So we're very predictive. And Adam is, is a specialist in a couple of these things. And he looks for certain indicators and he sees them and he just makes a prediction, which was that there was going to be a Japan earthquake, a huge earthquake, a huge one. Uh, and you did this was it on Thursday or yeah, last Thursday? Sunday, no
0: Thursday. Thursday.
2: Okay, so the day before. It'd been nice. It'd been a little earlier, but you, you wouldn't <laughs> yes. have known because the fractal information wasn't available. Which was the fact that they were, you know, amassing a, a test or whatever it was that they seemed to do in front of all these things. Now I find it hard to believe that the Earth. I mean, I, the prediction is there; it's valid. You can play it from the old show. It's not as though it, we're making this up as we go along. Well, I mean, we're making some stuff. Yeah. What are you talking about? Speak but for we're yourself. It, but the prediction <laughs> happened. Yeah. You said it. Uh, and that's the way it goes. And uh, I find it hard to believe, though, that there was an earthquake machine involved in this one. This was like the 23 quake that. Uh, which
0: you three, remember, which you remember well. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, which killed 150,000 people. Yeah. It uh, was a nasty one, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, this is a good, good mess.
0: No, well, first, well, first of all, let me just give a little bit of karma to all, every, all in Gitmo Nation, You've got Shaky karma. Island there, um, and I don't want to make light of uh, of any of this because, uh, yeah, it's abs- it absolutely is uh, is horrible. However, John, I must correct you on your assertion there. Uh, this, of course, was one hundred percent earthquake machine, and uh, I will uh, give you my rationale for that. And by the way, there have been uh, earthquakes in Japan a lot. Of course, it's a very rocky region. And uh, I have not said earthquake machine. Uh, but this, well, first of all, I want to remind, and there are people who are new to the show, um, the concept of an earthquake machine is not a crazy thought. Uh, as we've documented on this program before, uh, Sec- uh, Secretary of Defense Cohen in the early 80s, uh, in congressional testimony, uh, actually said there are countries who have this, they have weather modification, earthquake machines, they can set off volcanoes, um, this is very dangerous, and basically we need to get in on the game, too. Am I correct, John? Is that Have we documented that uh, fairly enough for everybody? There's also a mention of it in a UN report. Uh, yeah, of course. So, uh, let's just take into account that it actually exists, and the way it works, uh, the way I've uh, un- come to understand it is through the HARP array H uh, A. This is your Oh, Nobody else thinks
2: this but you by the
0: way Okay So that's only me Uh Only me by the way Don't Google it because you might find other people who are only me Well okay then you stole it from someone else <laughs> Yeah Right Well yeah nothing is new under the sun So the way it works is they bounce off uh, huge amounts of uh, energy off of the ionosphere it bounces back down and it starts to depress things and you can trigger stuff and uh, you can play the Earth's crust like a harp. Now, why do I um, immediately sense this? Because this was, once again, just like Haiti, uh, which in my mind was also an earthquake machine, was a very shallow earthquake, 15 feet deep. That's almost nothing. So you know, very, this is a, a hallmark, a, a characteristic of the, of the earthquake machine. Now, of course, you would say, John, to what end? Why? Why would we do this? It makes no sense. Well, I'm glad you asked. But I? And I'd say <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Okay. So you have to go back in history, and it's very difficult with Google. It's almost impossible because when you want to look at anything Japan now, of course, the first 18 pages are all earthquake, a tsunami and earthquake.
2: Well, you, you, have can to, do it with, you can do it once you understand how to do a Julian uh, date search on Google. Correct.
0: So you have to go back um, a month. One month ago, when the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, came out and said, Japan, we are warning you. Your debt is not sustainable. You have to prioritize planning for fiscal rehabilitation. And you got to do it now. And Now, uh, you know, Mickey lived in Japan for five years. The Japanese, uh, they never say yes. They certainly never say no. They'll say, maybe, maybe. So, of course, you've got a whole new political party in there, and there's a lot of stuff going on. They go, maybe. Uh, they don't, of course, because what the IMF is really saying, and the World Bank, is, uh, excuse me, uh, you need to take our money. And uh, and this is exactly what's happening in Europe. This is exactly what happened to Greece and to Ireland. It's going to happen in Spain. The IMF, which is just bankers, uh, they come in. They say, hey, take our money, and then we'll go and buy up pure island. And uh, you take it, or we'll screw you. And, of course, uh, in Europe, everyone's taking the money. So they say this to Japan. Japan says, nah, nah, maybe. I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, but of course, um, uh, they take one more step and they have standards and Poor's, the ratings agency known from the S&P 500, downgrade the entire country. So uh, it's knocked down a peg. Uh, you should take our money. Uh, no, I don't know. Now, what is the problem here? Japan has huge amounts of paper. American paper, European paper as well. Uh, this, the The bonds. And if, uh, and I think they're number two behind China. So if they, uh, the only way they can get out of the financial crisis they're in is to inflate their money. And, of course, the bankers don't want that because if they start inflating their money, then all of their paper starts to become worth less. The same for American paper and European bond paper. So they're really upset about Japan not getting on board with the program. Okay. Would, well, would, would you believe, John, that the president of the IMF was in Japan the afternoon after the quake? He was in Tokyo with a public message, you can take our money now. Fine. Okay, there's a couple
2: of problems with your theory. First of all, as far as I know, the quake was 20 miles deep. Oh, I... I not was... 15 feet. A. B... Over the last, I don't know what you've been listening to, but I've been trying to follow the financial stuff as close as I can. And everybody, including the Japanese, have been trying to inflate their money because it's become a huge burden on the Japanese economy. Their money is way too expensive. It's just screwing. There's an export economy. They can't go on like this. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. They can't dump their money. And why would you want to destroy? Hold on. Why would you want to destroy their economy since they're holding so much of our paper that they're going to dump our paper to get some cash to fix up their situation? Yeah, they can borrow some money from the IMF. This, none of this makes it, uh, any sense whatsoever.
0: It's a beautiful place to own. If, I, I, I don't understand why you don't see the sense of this. I really don't see that. This is all about control, this is all about the IMF and the World Bank who want control, who want complete control over everyone's economy, and Japan would not play ball with them. Does that not make any sense? They wouldn't play, they kept saying no. We're not going to do that, we're going to do it our own way. I don't. I don't see where that doesn't make sense. Why would?
2: Okay, so you're not going to play ball. So let's just destroy the economy and ruin it for everybody. This is costing us a lot of money. Oh, this is
0: the lousiest way to go about it. The IMF doesn't care about America. They don't care about Russia. They don't care about Europe. They don't care about Japan. They care about having it all. They don't don't care about the economy. They just want to own everything and be in control. And if you are the lender to Japan, because you watch, they're going to take money from the World Bank and IMF. They're going to have to take it now. How else are they going to pay for all of this? It's all about control, John. They these guys have enough money. It's not the money they need. Don't make me laugh. It's about control, controlling it. And other, Why else would you have the audacity to kill people with, a, with an earthquake machine? For the same reason, control what you don't want to be on board with the program here. Bzzz. That's the way I see it. And you want well, are... IMF runs harp. Well, I'm not saying that this was I... harp is the US system. I'm not saying that uh, that this was a US initiative. I don't in fact that it probably was not. I don't I don't know where it... where it... although harp of course was completely silent a week before the earthquake and it starts cranking up 2 days before just like uh, in Christchurch, although I'm not convinced that was Earthquake machine uh, material outside of the brand new oil they found down there. And um, this is, it's, it's all about control. I, I, I see it completely within the realm of all possibility. Well, I know you would. Yes. And uh, so, moving on though, never let a good crisis go to waste. Wow. Within seconds, everybody from Lady Gaga to the Red Cross to Microsoft is like, Let's send some money. Yeah, buy my product, and I'll send a piece of that money to the people. They don't need our money. We, here, here's how it works. They John, do need our blankets and our yeah, water. No, John, here's how it works. If uh, if you lent me $100, and all of a sudden you're in uh, some kind of problem, and uh, you need help, I'm not going to say, oh, here's some money to go buy it. I'll say, I'll tell you what, I'll come over, I'll help you out. Why don't you just chop off 50 bucks off of the bill?" That's how we should be helping them. Yeah, just take a little bit off of that, that deficit, you know, that, that money that we borrowed oh, from Well
2: that, that, that money that these people are generating, as we know, isn't going to them anyway.
0: I'm just saying, uh, I'm so against all of this uh, and it's like we are the worst country in the world. Everybody's like, "Oh, you know, buy this product, retweet me, and I'll send money to you know, the Red Cross immediately." And oh, did I mention? Were there enough magic numbers in this to convince you? Red Cross text messaging 30333. We have uh the waves were 33 feet high. <laughs> and don't it. forget the
2: earthquake took place at 311 on 31111.
0: And if you take uh 110901 and count that with 100311 is 211212, which of course is the day the earth will uh, disappear. And uh you might also want to note, September 11th was uh, World Trade Center, Haiti's quake, January 11th, Japan's quake, March 11th. Come on. <clears throat> mm.
2: Mm. The 11th thing, bo- that's uh, slightly bothersome.
0: <laughs> it's a new one. i got more to track. It's um, yeah, the 11th thing. The
2: 11th thing is is a problem. I mean, that is the, uh, if you want, and I, we recommend this, by the way, the uh, show Rubicon. They uh, stumbled onto a couple of these deals. And uh, of course, again, you don't know why or who or what the message is, or why they're doing it. But why? W- it seems awfully weird that you have these events happen on
0: the same day. It's their favorite number. It's all good karma for them. They know it. It's like oh, certain days are better than others. That's uh, the signal. Yeah. Well, hey, I- it's, it's. I think thirty-three is the signal. The uh, the eleven is just a really nice number. They like it for some reason. Yeah. Well, behind some us. Our listeners like it with their fifty-five. Uh, so so there so everyone's taking advantage of this and I have to say in these United States of gitmo nation we're just absolutely absolutely the lowest of the low. I mean, I'm just waiting for the for the Justin Bieber benefit concert, you know, that's coming. Cuz it, you know, it, it, <sighs> And I guess huh? the vo- the volcano erupted in uh southwestern Japan this morning. And that I'm sure was uh, pretty much uh, a follow-on well, it would. It's not
2: a. I mean, this is the. Japan has a lot yeah. of quakes, and they have a volcano, and a couple of them, and uh,
0: yeah. yeah. So, so he, here's one thing that's <clears throat> that's bothered. Besides, you know, the fact that this is messed up. I, I'm really sorry for the human resources there. Uh, so, um, you know, whenever there's an aviation uh, incident, um, I have to come on the show and bitch about how stupid the analysis is of uh, of what they're saying because they don't have to <laughs> yeah i do it's what i do <laughs> but then we might as well not do a show so i come on and i have to set everyone straight now i don't know much about nuclear energy but i'm pretty sure bill nye the science guy doesn't know how a modern reactor works either who was on CNN all day yesterday talking about the horrible meltdown and the radiation and we 're all going to die, and the winds will blow and the radiation's coming towards the west coast we 're all going to die so this is so you know they don 't have an, enough pictures anymore you know we 've already seen all the water and everything so now it 's here 's how the reactor works let 's go to the whiteboard let me show you this okay people i don 't know nothing about reactors, but I do know people who know stuff about reactors one of our uh, producers who's been contributing since the beginning of the show is Atomic Rod Adams. Remember him? Yeah. He told us about the backyard nukes and everything. So this is not like China Syndrome people. This is not like the movie where you get a meltdown and it's uh, like Chernobyl and everyone's going to die. No, this is not how it works. When these rods melt... They melt down, and they will melt i 'm sure that that 's happening in some of these reactors it 's not like huge it hasn 't started yet, but it's yeah, but if it does, it. they melt down immediately start cooling they they go through maybe five eighths of an inch uh, of the steel that houses them it doesn 't get out it well, does a bunch leak of lead
2: r- there 's a bunch of lead around there that that it essentially entombs itself yeah thank you it in, that's exactly it It entombs but the problem itself. is it, in, uh as some people have pointed out that you end, you end up with this big entombed.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's
2: you can't move it. It's too heavy. <laughs> no, it's you a pain in the ass. It. I mean, maybe you could put a, a hill
0: on top of it. I don't know. Uh, what you would, I, it's totally a pain in the ass. I agree with you. But yeah, you could turn it into a school or something. Please you can Yeah,
2: play play the up. So I'm watching Geraldo. And uh, he he has his doctor on, who's going to tell us some of the some of the issues that will take place. We're very up, kind of, uh, and I cut out most of Geraldo, who keeps interrupting the guy. And unfortunately, when he's talking about uh, uh, the importance of taking iodine, and Geraldo just steps all over him. And uh, and now the good news clip. Let never lets the guy finish. But this guy is such a pill that I just I was just laughing by the time he's done because this is this is
4: it in a nutshell. So first of all, you want to get away as quickly. This the one. Yeah. as you possibly can. The many miles away, there's a huge evacuation huge. Where they're trying to get people away. Of course, some have already been exposed. How many miles? Away. We well, want to get... Hundreds. The, it's a 20-mile zone right now. <laughs> uh, and the reason is that, you know, this smoke you see that looks so scary. It's, it's actually just vapor. It's a pressure release. A little bit of radiation, not thought to be particularly dangerous. The only other thing you can do is that they will give you iodine. So that blocks your thyroid. Iodine like you put on cuts? That that Sometimes kind of uh, <laughs> we put it in water uh, in third world countries Exactly right. The so they're going to be giving iodine tablets out, especially to the kids uh, throughout <laughs> there anybody that's been exposed. Of course, the real risk for those people who've been in the control room around there, they, can, they, they will die within a month. How
5: if, much in the <laughs> control room of the nuclear the control, reactor? If
4: they've been exposed to large amounts of radiation, it's terrible to the whole GI system, to the blood system. And if they've had very high toxic levels, uh, there's nothing you can do. Within a month, they're gone. I was out at the last tsunami for you, and every night we had these enormous aftershocks, and people would go screaming out into the street. But, you know, the other thing we haven't talked about is the real health risks here. There's a lot of people, you know, who have this aspirational certain ammonia because they've almost drowned, and then the cuts that they get, foul-smelling cuts because of the terrible bacteria, many of them resistant to multiple different antibiotics, protozoa in them, amoeba in them. So a lot of public health consequences, and a water supply that's been contaminated or likely to be contaminated with wastewater.
0: We're all going to die. We're all going to die. No, people. A good this, one. But this is this is That summarized everything. <laughs> we're all going to die. But this is really horrible because these jabronis on the news networks, they got nothing better to talk about except scare people to keep you occupied and keep you watching. We'll have more terror right after these messages. And, and it's like no, it's, it, this is not Chernobyl. This is not Three Mile Island. These are modern nuclear reactors. And yeah, they may be busted, they may not work anymore, you may be sit with a, with a hunk of building that you can't do much with, but it's not going to kill people. It's just not. It's just, uh, it's, you know, and, but every single expert, I mean literally, Bill Nye the science guy was on with Don Lemon. If you can get a worse combination of experts on television, then I'd be amazed. So here's the, here's the, the one
2: little factoid that seems to be left out of this scenario, is who built these reactors?
0: General Electric. Where'd you hear that? No, I have the I have the article here. In fact, in 2002, there was a big scandal about these uh, reactors because um, they had outsourced the um, the you know the checks, the what do you call it? You know, the maintenance checks and everything. They had outsourced that to a subsidiary inspection. uh, inspection, Yeah, yeah, to a subsidiary of General Electric, and they had falsified reports. So you know, Uh, there's 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 all kinds of shenanigans going on. Sure. Did you hear any
2: anybody on any of the networks say General Electric? Only one time. I only heard it once.
0: <laughs> ah, gee. Let me think. I, I, think, heard it it was, once. I think it was. Everything was GE Hitachi. So it's a it's a uh, consortium. GEH. I only heard it once. It was on NBC because they had. They had to. to. They had to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, it's also. But everyone benefits except for this the poor human resources who got drowned everyone and, you know ge will build new because re- they're going to build new reactors they have to there's there's no other way but if they do in the meantime the oil industry benefits ka-ching that's nice yeah because they got you know, got to keep the, the generators going got to power everything up for everybody everybody benefits from this but just to see the except the people yeah that's what i'm saying except for the human resources they get screwed but you know just to see all this mongering and immediately all these and japan wasn't even asking for money like, you know, we just need some helicopters. We need some helicopter pilots. You know, it's like, oh, we'll send money to Red Cross to the rescue. Please. And um, you heard about Microsoft with their retweet challenge? No, I didn't hear this. Oh, yeah. Bing said, uh, if you re- Bing Bing, the search engine Bing, if, Bing. You, if you retweet this, you know, we'll donate up to $100,000 to help the victims of Japan's earthquake. Why don't they just wait? Hold on a second. Yeah, I know. Why don't
2: they just give him a hundred thousand dollars? Yeah,
0: because it, because it's a marketing why do you have opportunity. To, why do you have
2: to go through <laughs> jump through
0: hoops. It's a to mar- get somebody to give him money because it's a marketing opportunity. That's what yeah, everyone's
2: it's bull see. crap. I mean, I'm, I think it's Lady Gaga cons- makes conscientible.
0: Yes, thank you. Lady Gaga came out immediately with self-designed five-dollar wristbands. You know, it's like these Live Strong things. Yeah, she designed it. Okay. It's Mi- a piece of rubber. A piece of rubber for five dollars to help the poor slaves in Japan. By the way, that bracelet's made in China. Could the insult be any bigger?
2: Uh, all right, I think that's. I think I don't think we need to cover this yet.
0: No, I, I think- mean more will come, but I I I, I truly do uh, feel horrible. You know, um, Miss Mickey was in the uh, the Christmas Day uh, tsunami, the really big oh. one. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So for her, it was like uh, it was a little wacky to see this, you know. And she was just on the other side of the river, and uh, and so she was very very lucky.
2: There's a couple of things that we could, uh, a couple of you know, kind of off, not off topic, but kind of interesting little uh, things that happened that you noticed uh, while watching the uh, tsunami, especially, which was the you know the most, uh, if you want to say, entertaining aspect of this. Uh, it's amazing how well the Japanese make cars. They all float. <laughs> yeah, I did notice that. <laughs> they're all floating all over the place. I mean, it's like, wow. It's like, I mean, if this was an American sort of thing happening, they'd all be sunk to the bottom. There wouldn't be any cars floating around. They're floating. They're upside down. They're bobbing and weaving. They look like, you know, they look like basketballs. Yeah. The yeah. other thing was, they can these guys keep their office a little less cluttered? Have you <laughs> noticed these office shots? You're it's horrible. like, holy crap, how do hey, you get any work
0: I thought, clean, my clean that shit up, mad. will you? Clean that up a little bit.
2: It's like <laughs> the, they're piled on top of the monitors. There's piles and piles of
0: papers and disk boxes. I think you'd actually be amazed if you looked at any office anywhere that that. Pr- I mean, yeah. what do you think if we had that in America? I've been
2: in offices. Our cubicles the world. would collapse
0: I'd... in seconds. Sorry? Our cubicles would collapse in seconds. Our the cubicles our cubicle don't culture. have this much junk on them. <laughs> Yeah.
2: I mean, do they ever... I mean, it's almost it's everything... If you ever go see the movie that I think is the bank dick with W.C. Fields, where he's got this huge pile of papers, uh, you know, all over the place, and he finds things, ah, yes, and he, and he can just kind of stick his hand in there and kind of guess the date.
0: Yeah, that's my filing pull. system.
2: No, it's, this was the... i never seen anything quite like it.
0: Uh, even President Obama took advantage of the situation to send a very clear message.
5: Yeah, and let me just stress uh, that if people are told to evacuate... Uh, do oh, yeah. as you are told
0: <laughs> do as you're told slave
5: shut up do, do what you're told, what you're told. <laughs> do
0: as you're told i got the
2: biggest kick out of hearing that <laughs> i was
0: like okay all right <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry oh my goodness so yeah so that was uh now this of course covered up a couple of should we uh thank some producers before we because uh, we're, we're already into the show here i think we should
2: uh yeah let's get some producers we got three producers for this show uh one executive producer couple associate and one member of the 286 club uh who's i maybe sent a note in i don't know i didn't see it but mark myers uh, in abbeyville south carolina is a member of the 286 club without comment our executive producer josh sir josh feldman soon to be uh or he'll be sir later in the show boston massachusetts this one's for calling the horrible japan earthquake in that last show You got the wrong side of the ocean, but you said a big one was coming. Any other predictions to make? Perhaps ones where we can make some money. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm so. I know. I I suck for that one. I suck. Pick a couple of companies. (laughs) No, where else can I get the news deconstructed this well? Use the donation, double the show number for. Oh, he's a member. We'll make him a member of the 286 Club times two.
0: Oh, I just, I just got. I'm sorry. Uh, Remind me. I got to mention. I just got a message. All right.
2: So he'll be a member of the 286 Club times two. So we have three members Oh, of the oh, okay. Club, Josh Feldman, Josh Feldman, and Mark Myers. Uh, with this donation, I enter knighthood and would like to be known as Sir Frizz <laughs> at the round table. Apparently, it refers to his haircut. Uh, continue to do great work, Frizz, in Boston.
0: Frizz, okay. Sir Frizz. Okay. And then
2: associate executive, and we'll make them all executive producers, including Mark, uh, William Pfeffer. Uh, a new actually, Mark is a new. Uh, contributor. Wait, so, the, so they're
0: all going to be uh, executives, not associates.
2: Yeah, because uh, Josh is a double member of the okay. 286 Club, okay. so we can make it it's just the way we can fill yeah, out. No, the no, right
0: on. I'm with you.
2: Right on, right on, my man. Corvallis, <laughs> Montana, William Pfeffer. Dear John and Adam, I love the show, but stopped listening about six months ago because I couldn't live with myself. I could not live with myself oh, no. after stealing the show for as long as I did. Please accept my payment <laughs> at two twenty two twenty two as a back payment for past shows. I can't wait to start listening again, even though you two fight like an old married couple. That's not true. We're like a new married couple. Yes, freshly married. And really, that's married. part of the charm. I've picked up the... Uh, Picked up on the message, you two are laying down. My routers are broadcasting no agenda, and I'm telling people in the choir, which is what you want to do, please de-douche me and send me some karmic love my way.
6: (laughs) You've been de You've got karma. A double Uh,
0: shot. A
7: double
0: Uh, shot.
2: That's a rare double. I'm (laughs) starting a new business. We'll be going up against some big boys in the shipping industry. Huh? FedEx, UPS. (laughs) and need all the positive vibes I can get oh, right an enlightenment Billy P willow mountain enterprises
8: Yeehaw!
0: you
2: gotta close our executive
0: producer oh that's today, awesome so. we really appreciate that of course
3: fullrack.org slash n a
0: of course that's uh, the only way this program uh, is funded and stays on the air we use the money to pay bills nothing else because we you know it's otherwise we got to get a job so, uh, highly appreciate that. So, um, a couple of PR uh, initiatives. We haven't had any really good, you know, massive things. People are doing a lot of uh, uh, domain name forwards, which are appreciated. Some pretty fun fun ones uh, uh, this week. Hang your Hangontoyourhead.com, which I think kind of works. This one is a beautiful. Chemtrail.us. Wow. <laughs> 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 Boo. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> then we have uh, noagendacables.com. Uh-huh. And uh, I think the absolute winner of the week is TedRumsfeld.com. <laughs> oh, that is a good one. Now points to uh, com, <laughs> and we Rumsfeld. highly appreciate that. Uh, one other mention, uh, uh, this just came in from uh, from one of our producers uh, who uh, gives me inside info, of course. One of the most important uh, reasons uh, that the earthquake, uh, st- uh, the tsunami struck the earthquake, uh, nuclear plant is uh you know this was their 40th year time to be decommissioned uh just in time to cash in on the uh, insurance so that uh, that can go straight back into ge hitachi to build some new ones well it's also a, a nice little extra benefit so uh we don't have that kind of benefit here no. <laughs> we, we need to get an insurance scam going it's seen, actually uh this is very nice but it's uh but that's about it i don't think that our our donation segment will be rather short today
2: yeah, no, we didn't get very good responses yeah. last year. I mean, you, even though
0: you predicted the earthquake. Right, you call it. And, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, you, you predicted it, you called it. But I'm not going to send you any money. No, we're going to send it to Japan. So uh, thank you, uh, Mark Myers, Sir Frizz Josh Feldman, uh, soon to be Sir. He's not officially knighted, of course. William Pfeffer, not only executive producers, but also the only three members of the 286 Club. It's a completely exclusive club, as you know. It's now closed, you can no longer become a member. Uh, But, yeah, the door is now open for the 287 Club. Donate that amount uh, to the show.
2: And and before you play our little uh, ditty... I want to mention that we're going to put a new thing up on the uh, Dvorak.org NA and all the other donation sites, including uh, noagendanation.com mm. and noagendashow.com for, uh, to solicit $300 for the show 300, which is coming up shortly. Oh,
0: that's right. It's only, uh, what, uh, 14 shows? what we're going to do, what? we're going
2: to have a double hit. So if you donate $300 for, the, for show 300 when this shows up, then this will probably be posted later today. Uh, and then we'll send out a mailing to remind people. You will get an executive producer for that show that when the three hundred comes in, and for show three hundred we we'll have a special presentation and name off everybody who will also be executive producers of show three hundred. So you get kind of get a double uh, credit if you're. Uh, so what are we gonna
0: do? We do a separate show where we thank everybody.
2: Well, this show three hundred, we're just gonna when we do our executive producer, we're gonna roll out the names, but the, but but if they have comments or anything else and.
0: It, it sounds show. like you haven't had a meeting about this. No,
2: no, I'm telling you what, they, I'm just trying to explain it. If you give me, if, you know, if you give us or, or donate or decide to join, <laughs> I don't know what to call it. Advertising, I don't know what to call if it. If
0: your giving level is up there.
2: It, 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 it's <laughs> like next week we get $300 from XYZ. Right. They get credit for being executive producer of show 280.
0: Oh, they get credit for the show, but then a, you still get additional credit on the on show 300.
2: Right, so this is the double credit, and this is good for your IMDB if you want to, like, pad it without having to, like, you know, go broke.
0: All right, everybody, you know how to do it. Tavorac.org slash N-A. Of course, we do need all of the other human resources out there to go and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth.
4: New
0: Slaves! Actually, speaking of shut-up slaves, John, there's really good news.
3: Very, they, very some good Some slaves finally shut up?
9: The
3: <laughs> no, no. price of a slave has actually uh, collapsed to an historic low over the last 200 years. This is good news. <laughs> Did you see this report? No, we back it up. What did he say? The price of slaves has collapsed. <laughs> the price <of> slaves. <laughs> to a historic low. You know, back in the early 1800s, a slave actually cost. <laughs> I love this report. Is it the way he?
0: The way people say "slave"? It's hilarious. Right, you got to listen to this.
3: Forty thousand dollars. Now that's adjusted to today's prices. And according to Kevin Bales, he's an expert on modern slavery. The average. <laughs> hey, how come they didn't call us? We're the experts on modern slavery. Yeah. Price for a slave today, however. It's just ninety dollars. What a bargain! What? Uh, just ninety dollars for a slave? Well, that's a steal. I'm telling you, I, sh- I think I should get me two. Bale says the reason for the, this price collapse is simply one of supply of enslavable people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> is this an April Fool's report? This what total- is this? No, it's totally serious. This is totally ser- <laughs> collapse. There's too much supply of slaves. <laughs>
3: Basically, there's been a massive population boom in many countries, particularly in the developing world. And because of that, slaves are now just a disposable commodity. (coughs) (coughs) I'm
4: joking in my slave spit. They're like styrofoam cups. You, they're very cheap. You can buy them very cheaply. You use them once. You crumple them up. You throw them away. <laughs> what <if they> are <laughs>
2: st- they talking about? Slaves are like styrofoam I cups. I haven't seen any slave market around here. The, you no, have
0: to, no, are you kidding me? It's actually, listen, you have no idea what you're talking about.
4: Slaves are everywhere. Injured, they get sick. You know, what's the point of paying for medicine? Just let them die because it's cheaper to buy a new slave or acquire a new slave than it is to treat the ones you've got. A
3: harsh but realistic sentiment there, are people being treated like a commodity. But you know, estimates as to the number of slaves in the world do vary anywhere from 10 to 30 million people. Still, any way you cut it, it's a number that's just too high. As for where it happens, the U.N. says more than half of all forced labor is right here in Asia. 56 percent, about 1.4 million people. In Latin America, that's coming in at about 10 percent, 250,000 people. Africa, about the same percentage there. Africa and the Middle East coming in about 9.2%. Sub-Saharan Africa also coming in uh, just a little bit lower at 5.2%, or about 130,000 people. Now, the industries that they're involved in, well, they include prostitution and manufacturing industries. You know, we might expect slaves to be working in, but there's also slavery in mainstream industries that we wouldn't actually expect, like food processing and <laughs> even healthcare. But- health care. Health slavery in health care. <laughs> this needs looking. You know, I
2: have
0: friends. This, this, this is a UN report, and 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 there were many people emailed me the report. It came out like a week and a half ago, huh. and we didn't get to it because you know we only have two shows well, a week that's
2: because we're getting distracted by some of these other things, mainly but, Iraq. But then, but then, or Libya now. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: but then I was so happy to see uh, see this report come out because it's just. The matter of fact way in which this guy is saying this is just hilarious. Yeah, yeah, it'd be
2: better presented on Fox where they'd have some humor. Yeah. So a friend of mine, is, uh, who I want to remind the uh, No Agenda Book Club to put this book on his on the list, which is called uh, the the Farhood F A R H U D twenty ten mm-hmm. mm-hmm. came out in twenty ten, and this uh, this guy is Edwin Black. And oh yeah, uh,
0: we've I, uh, the, we've uh, played clips of him before. Yeah, interesting guy.
2: Yeah, well, he—I've uh, known him for a long time, and he uh, actually did a—he's an investigative reporter of the highest caliber, and he uh, did a bunch. He was telling me once over lunch about about areas in the world where slavery is going on, and uh, a lot of island communities, and it's uh, sure and there's a, actual slave markets, yeah, and, and uh, the whole thing. Yeah,
0: it's called the job market in the U.S.
2: Well, that's same, yeah, <laughs> but Monster.com,
0: right? Which, <laughs> that's which, the which, real which, slave so. market.
2: True, Craigslist. Yeah, uh, anyway, that's good. Good catch.
0: Where'd so, you get that? Uh, I think it was CNN. Actually, uh,
2: you've you've finally devolved into CNN.
0: Yeah, I spent it, all my it's time. entertaining. On, it's entertaining.
2: This, this time on uh, C span. C span. Over the weekend, they have a lot of these. They're not necessarily spooks, but they either work for a. Um, they either work for. Uh, contractors, the people that do all these reports. And, the, you know, it's interesting to listen to these perspectives because this is stuff that, that I guess I don't think anybody's listening and it's not important or whatever. But the um, but there's a lot of interesting perspectives from guys. For example, let me get this guy's name.
0: I actually do it while you're doing that. I actually do it differently. I'll I'll read a quote somewhere, something that comes in on com, and then I'll go looking for the C-SPAN clip on the C-SPAN library. Because what yeah. I like, what I like about that is um, you can search through the transcript, you know. So you can, su- and you- and sometimes it's pretty poor because they essentially they they transcribe it after a couple of weeks, but they use the closed captioning, so you can search on that, and and then you can get to some really good stuff. Because you know, I did watch another two hours of Hillary Clinton, which was a total waste. There was nothing there, no- nothing good, nothing bad, nothing good. Um. Well, you
2: know, I go with the serendipity approach because I know there's stuff, so I'll just sit there and, and listen and listen and try to listen and try to pay attention. And in, just as an aside, I did an experiment figuring, well, you know, I'll bet you I can find some gold.
0: Oh, yeah. And I pretty be-
2: much anywhere. I'll so I you decided, did. <laughs> I decided as an exercise, just out of the blue, and believe me, it only took me five minutes to get this clip. I decided to watch a soap opera, huh. All My Children. On C-SPAN? No, oh. this I'm just this is on aside. side.
0: Oh, oh yeah, a little uh,
2: This is showing you how the, my 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 way of
0: working extracurricular project. So
2: I decided I'm going to watch a soap opera until I because I know there's going to be some current events. There's going to be something in there that is going to be a reflection of the, trying to, you know, send a message to the poor, hapless housewives that are stuck <laughs> at home. Right. And I'm thinking, what could it be? What possibly, uh, what possible current kind of a a happening in kind of thing could you find if you listen to All My Children? This is what I came up with.
6: Caleb, I got your message. I just don't have a lot of time. You never do. Actually, I'm glad you called me because it's something I wanted to run by you. I've been doing a lot of thinking lately about Cortland Electronics. And I think it's time that we bring our company into the 21st century. <laughs> I think the answer is in new media.
10: <laughs> new media?
6: Yeah, of course. I know that you haven't gone for a long time, but surely you know, of course you know, that people are doing everything on the Internet now. They're shopping and they're reading and, and booking travel plans and, and, and watching TV. I think we need to update our website immediately. New graphics, new content, make Cortland Electronics much more accessible to the general public, not just the techies. So what do you think?
10: That's what you wanted to talk to me about.
6: <laughs> what is this, a repeat this from have?
0: 1982?
2: What is this? It sounds like, a, what sounds is like this? a meeting. Who
0: wrote it's this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, what a grand idea. We need to update the, our website. We need to <laughs> new go media. to new media. Oh, my God. And and the housewives, they got iPhone apps, man. The housewives are going like, what the hell is this? this is, <laughs> what is this? This is completely stupid. Yeah, so I got it. I was highly oh, amused. my goodness. There was, uh, there was one. This, I have a, a little gotcha that I just wanted to throw out there because I thought it was quite hilarious. So um, <laughs> this killed me. It, of course, this has been completely overshadowed. But uh, remember, never let a good crisis go to waste. So uh our friend uh, Mr. Clapper the uh the director of national uh, in- uh national intelligence. intelligence. This is the yeah. same guy who on Mr. Foot in his mouth. Yeah, who on uh on <laughs> in a Diane Sawyer interview when she said, "So, uh how about them terrorists in London today?" He went, "What? What? <laughs> what? what what are you talking about?" Uh, oh, oh that. So, now, Clapper, by the way, is not a CIA guy. This is very, his, his back is uh, pretty obvious. No, he, he, precisely. He's not a CIA guy. So, he comes out and he says, uh, well, Gaddafi's going to pull through. He's going to make it. This is, in, and by the way, this was not on C-SPAN. Also, not on the website. Could not find it anywhere. Yeah,
2: we talked about this already.
0: I know, but... So, so, and it, no, actually, we didn't talk about it, John. We didn't talk about it. It happened, and no, we, we, didn't. we didn't get to it. it doesn't matter. It, you posted it on your blog. That's, uh, that's why you think we talked about it. Uh. However, this is what's interesting. So, um, and immediately, guys come out and say, we need to fire this guy. He's horrible. He's not on board with the program. And then, uh, <laughs> this is so beautiful. And then this little uh, presidential, uh, presidential uh, memorandum comes out uh two days ago right in the middle of all this uh, horrible tsunami stuff and it is the uh, uh memorandum as written by president barack obama a uh, succession for the uh director of national intelligence should he uh die <laughs> should, should should he become incapacitated and of course, it goes down the list. Uh, you know, in order, you get uh, the deputy director, but it's, and and all these guys. I looked them up. I got all the links in the show. Notes. They're all CIA guys. Every single person. and Then you yeah, have got the after the deputy uh, director of national intelligence. It's uh, next in line is the national counterterrorism center director, and then the deputy of the DIA. So they put this out. So you know, the guy puts his foot in his mouth again. This is his third strike. Of course, his fourth actually.
2: Uh, but by the way, you should mention that he was—he's given the, the. Of course, he took. He's it telling serious. the truth, he, <laughs> he, but he was told to do this. He was told to tell it like it is, no matter what. And by the way, I want to remind anybody out there who's listening to this show, whoever who works in a company or a large corporation, if you're ever given that mandate, oh, you can say whatever you want to the boss. My door's wide open. Yeah, right. Don't believe it.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. Not. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> But it's just so funny that March 8th, Presidential mandarin- Memorandum, the designation of officers of the Office of the Director of National Intelligence to act as Director of National Intelligence. Um, it's a little uh, warning. During any period shot in shot over the bow. A shot. It's a, it's a setup. During any period when it's the DNI and the Principal Deputy Director have died, they don't say like, it's like died, resigned, or otherwise become unable to perform. But that's nice. How about resigned or died? No, died is first. I've died. It's like if I were Clapper, I would take a long vacation. And don't get in the hot tub. It could be bad for your health.
2: Yeah, the hot tub's a bad idea. So
0: there's my prediction. You can put money on it. I could take that to the bank. Clapper is getting died. He'll well, you're pull- actually
2: pre- predicting he's going to get killed?
0: No, he's, he's going to resign. He's going to resign. He yeah. can't take it anymore. No, he's going to resign. Of course not. He's, he's not allowed to. But then for the, for them to put this out, and like, oh, just so you know, uh, when the guy goes, <laughs> here's who's next. And, of course, the guy who's next is that young guy, um, ooh, what's his name, uh, Michael Leitner. He's the guy that's next. He's a form of spook. You know, they, well, just if hunt-
2: they, is they. if they wait long enough, they can put uh, Eric Schmidt in there.
0: Whoa. Wow, well, they, oh, that there you go. Wow, it ju, the the spot just opened up, didn't it? Yeah, interesting. Oh, I like that one. That's it. we're still waiting to see where he winds up.
2: Well, he's at Commerce now, but that won't last.
0: He's not at Commerce. He didn't get nominated. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. No, I he, would, he, he did. Candidate, candidate. Oh, okay. He's well, a I, that's. He'll be in. No, well, maybe they'll
2: move him over to this.
0: No, I think this would be good for him.
2: Well, we were going to make him this, but now we're going to make him that because this guy <laughs> quit because he can't take it anymore because he's actually telling the truth, telling it like it is. Yeah.
0: Are you crazy? Hey, hey, you out of your mind? Telling people the truth.
2: That's not good. So anyway, back to my... So I ran into some interesting uh, uh, spookish information that was floating around C-SPAN by these guys who... They're all right. Books. And that nobody reads except, uh, <laughs> except agencies.
0: Except other agents.
2: But uh, was just give you a little taste of, uh, apparently the head of the CIA said there's 50 al-Qaeda and there was this very interesting debate going on. But here, just play slamming the CIA so you can get kind of a taste of how these guys operate when they're in public.
10: Today. How it will turn out, no one knows. There are a lot of very dangerous possibilities. I'll just make one comment about 50 al-Qaeda with all due respect to the director of central intelligence, I've been engaged in the business of counting insurgents and terrorists for some 35 years. Is it like sheep? One terrorist, two terrorists, three terrorists. We don't have a clue. <laughs> and anyone who says they know how many there are <laughs> is either bluffing or something worse. Al-Qaeda is a lot more complex problem than 50 individuals. And I wish... That the United States government would get out of the business of body counts. We learned in Vietnam that's not very helpful. And get into the business of thinking about our enemy in a more flexible way. Flexible? What does that mean? I don't know. Flexible way. I what?
2: have no idea. But this is a guy named Bruce Rydell who. Former a spook? Book. Well, not. It's hard to say, but he did a book called Deadly Embrace about the Afghan war or something. And uh, there were, anyway, he had a couple of interesting things that are, I think are worth playing. Spins out of control, um, Taliban concept as a friend. Which I one do you a, want? Just tell China me which one. and Pakistan. This is really interesting. Okay, here we go.
11: And they have their own strategic imperatives. The, the Chinese actually have a lot more influence in Pakistan than the U.S. does. Although They take our our money... But the influence is really coming from China. They call them the all-weather friends. That's right. The, what, the all-weather friends? Yeah, and the guy
2: immediately agreed. Apparently the Chinese... That's right. He said, that's right. That's says, right. That's right. They're, they're all-weather friends. And he
11: explains it. And I didn't know any of this. <laughs> and I, and uh, China has... Does look at the U.S. as a quasi-adversary. And they look at India as a quasi-adversary. And I'm wondering whether they are they have a vested interest in actually creating some... Instability or encourage, like just today's New York Times a story that they funded uh, and gave the technology for a, a nuclear reactor to make bombs. Hmm. To Pakistan wow! Just now, in the, the Chinese did that.
2: Yeah, Can you know that?
0: No, I thought we, did. I thought we gave them all that stuff.
2: Apparently, the Chinese are right to this day selling
11: them uh, nuke uh, uh, plants to make bombs. Right on. In this world of non-proliferation and all this other stuff, they are encouraging the Pakistanis to build nuclear uh, bomb material. Well,
0: we know, that, we know that Hillary Clinton said, you know, China is our
11: competitor. Yeah. Well, this is it. What's your take on the Iranian and Chinese? I,
10: and do you discuss it in the book or is it focused on? Right. Thanks. Uh, briefly, um, you characterize China quite rightly. <laughs> From Pakistan's perspective, they're the all-weather friend. If we're the fair-weather friend, they are taller than the Himalayas and deeper than the Indian Ocean. In practice, while they've given Pakistan a lot of weapons and nuclear reactors and the design for its bomb, in every clutch situation, the Chinese haven't done anything more than we have. China's short answer is China is in a quasi-rivalry with us and with India, but it's also in a relationship with us and India, which is an economic cornucopia,
0: a corneacopia or a cornucopia
10: well apparently cornea 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 it's on your eye and China is trying to figure out how to balance all of this together so for me the high road here is to try to get the Chinese to row with us in this they don't want a jihadist state in Pakistan they don't want to see the Indian economy suffer a devastating blow because they're investing in the Indian economy now tricky hard to do uh, but something that we can do. Iran is a more difficult partner. The short version is in Afghanistan since 2001, Iran has largely been a supporter of what we want to do because they hate the Taliban. The trick here is to somehow segue off their relatively positive pursuits in Afghanistan from the so many other things where we have very serious disagreements with them. That's a very tricky diplomatic problem to pursue. My God, John, that's so incredibly boring.
0: It is. It's how boring, but interesting. No, it's very interesting, but how can you sit through all
2: that? You, it wasn't easy.
0: Oh, my goodness. I, I, I,
2: but anyway, the, the thing that we did know already that Iran was... Um, you know, this is why I want to bet on this, by the way, because I knew this, that the Iranians and us were in bed regarding the uh, our relationship to the Taliban. And uh, we didn't want to talk about it, even though we were, there was a lot of threats. So oh, we're going to bomb Iran. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Right. And uh, that was never going to happen because they're actually allies with us yeah. in this Afghani they're our friends.
0: And, and by the way, Goldman Sachs, Sachs and Citibank, they've all got big buildings there. They've got yeah. banks there. In and so,
2: uh, so we know this is going on, but at the same time, I, we also had a clip some maybe a few months ago where there was an Iranian uh, intelligence guy going on about how you know, it was incredibly stupid the way we were going about making friends with the Taliban. They didn't like that at all, and it, and it stems from the fact that they hate, they the, hate Taliban the Taliban sure. in every way, shape, and form. Now, as a, as a kind of – I don't want to bore people totally stiff with this Middle Eastern analysis, but to go to another guy – uh, which it kind of relates to the Iranian situation? This guy James Robin from the—he's uh, an international relations professor at the National Defense
0: University. Oh, does he have a funny accent? Because that makes it good.
2: <laughs> no, he doesn't.
0: <laughs> oh, but he's bad.
2: definitely he wrote a book on a re, kind of reanalyzing the Vietnam War. This is how really wonkish some of these guys are but he uh he made an interesting commentary on and i i think this is coming right out of i think the intelligence agencies are all on board with this particular commentary on 4chan which is down on the list there odd commentary on 4chan which i thought was really interesting that he would say this
0: does everyone know what 4chan is
2: yeah 4chan is the uh, uh is one of these groups that i think they're either part of or stem from or well, for, associated
0: no with- you are doing it all wrong 4chan.com is a essentially a huge message board which doesn't store anything and everything goes so the, you can't do a takedown request because by the time you put the request in whatever's up there is is gone it is a, an, an amazing source for porn uh but the, i think what you're going to say is that uh, this could possibly also be a meeting place for a lot of the so-called anonymous uh group exactly right so here play, this Hi, play. dr robbins
1: i 'm really interested in a contemporary sense about hold on a second, stop, stop, stop,
2: just as a little background, this is a talk on the Vietnam War. Now, why this particular question and answer took place is kind of beyond me, but I think it was just to kind of make to send a kind
1: of a message throughout whatever community listens
2: to this crap
1: i 'm really interested in a contemporary sense about your comments regarding 4chan, the hacker network's attack on the Iranian nuclear program, huh. So that, that's already like
0: such a misnomer, but okay.
1: And, uh, and kind of the, the feedback of that from a private internet association and uh, affecting a, a, a nation in that way.
9: I like the Stuxnet and the attack on the Iranian, the Iranian nuclear program, it's that, fantastic. <laughs> it's great. I mean, these people are geniuses. Whoever did, Yay. It. Um, you know, how did they get it inserted into the network? How-
0: Doesn't everyone know this was Israeli intelligence and the Americans who did this? They don't know this still. They're saying that four <laughs> I, channel I, I'm kitties just telling did this. You, I'm just
2: playing the clip. I'm just, just saying, saying script kitties did this. Please,
9: this a screwy, it's a screwy clip. How did they? You know, how they do the whole thing? I was reading about it, and um, it's it's just amazing. And it's a great example of a way to, to use tools other than force to try to reach the conclusions that you want. Um, I mean, there are a lot of war games dealing with how could Israel bomb the Iranian nuclear program like they did in Iraq or in Syria and somehow knock it out that way, but they're deeply underground and they might just slow them down. Would they destroy it? But here they figured out, whoever did it, you know, uh, figured out a way to get inside their system and just completely mess them up.
2: (laughs) So, okay, so that was an interesting clip. Now, I I don't want to keep going on, but I'm going to put one more. One more. (sighs) And this one here is just to give some people some insight into the fact that we have to get out of Afghanistan. But the fact that when we get out, nothing's going to change. And I just want to play this one clip again from this other guy, from this Bruce Rydell character, on the Taliban concept as friend, and then I won't bore us any longer.
10: The Pakistani government in the 1990s did not create the Afghan Taliban, but they were the midwife to its creation. The Pakistani army believes to this day that the Afghan Taliban is an asset for them, that sooner or later the Americans are going to leave Afghanistan, and there will be a struggle for influence there, and their biggest asset is the Afghan Taliban. Up until a year or so ago, they believed victory was in sight. They were going to win in Afghanistan. We were going to pull out. Hold on to your asset if you think they're about to win. But over the course of the last decade, the Pakistani Taliban has also, the, sorry, the Afghan Taliban has also given birth to a mini me the Pakistani Taliban, which targets the government of Pakistan. So the Pakistani military has an extraordinarily difficult job of trying to parse the difference. They are still convinced the best way to deal with this is to fight those who are your enemy and use those who are your asset for the future. The United States in a very american way of course says do more you got to take the entire thing down pakistanis look at us and say you're hopelessly naive first of all you won't be here when push comes to shove we'll be on our own secondly we need these people we want to continue to have relationships with them well i'm glad i got up an hour
0: early for that fair weather friends yes well, if you don't,
2: I mean, we can just do real news from now on. If you don't want me to find these kinds of uh, insights,
0: no, it's very interesting. It's just not dynamic speakers. That's why I wish I'd like these the, guys the are Pakistani terrible. Guy. I mean,
2: they not dy- they're not not only not dynamic speakers. And by the way, here's another book uh, people should put on the book club list: uh, How to Read. I'm sorry, no, not how to read. But actually, <laughs> you that's can't
0: read book. the title. That's a good book too. <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't have it here. It's a How to Speak and How to Listen by Adler.
0: Now this the actually I have to say these are the types of things that you will never ever hear anywhere, and of course this is all under- you't have to
5: C-spin.
0: this is what your giving levels are all about people is uh that John and I in this case John sat through a lot uh you know to get these little bits and these nuggets of information because you never get any of this, and all we get is like ittata Ba bad terror. <laughs> That's kind of our news here. In fact, it goes like this. It's kind of how well, it sounds it, the, on television.
2: You know, it, 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 you might as well prepare people for the fact that, you know, this fair weather friend. Uh, China. China, China. or they're the good, what were the name of them again?
0: China is our all-weather friend.
2: All-weather friend and fair-weather friends. I mean, we just got to know this so we don't get stunned or shocked when O'Reilly gets all worked up about the fact that we're leaving Afghanistan and the Taliban took it over again. Of course, the Iranians will be pissed at us, and that'll cause another problem. You know, this whole thing is a mess.
0: So I uh, spent some time watching the competition in the new media wars, according to... uh, That horrible woman, uh, Hillary Clinton, who used to be wife of and now runs the show. Oh,
2: you're talking about, we're talking
0: about Al Jazeera. (laughs) No, actually, Russia Today. Russia Today. The worst. Russia Today. That is the worst
2: thing on the air.
0: Well, there was a little gem there uh, brought on this guy, uh, Anthony. What? i got to stop you. Why? Did
2: you know that Tom Hartman
0: moved his show to Russia today? Thom? Really? Thom? Thom. Cool. Well, Max Kaiser's on there, too. There's a lot of people are on that. But the, it's, it's like Alex Jones, you know? It's like, I don't listen for him, I listen for the guests. So they had uh, the Anthony Wilde on, who has... Uh, what is it? He has, like, so the Wild Beast or some kind of publication. But he actually put into words something that I've been kind of tracking regarding the, uh, the Revolution 2.0 revolution revolution 2.0 in fact I should probably play this first While Gonim, the uh, the Google executive who uh, uh, who supposedly yeah, the unknown, is, right, is the leader of that uh, guy yeah so uh, in the midst of all so they have a TED a Cairo conference <laughs> it's a TEDx which means it's one of these things you basically license and you can do it so you, TED Cairo explain what TED is to people who don't know oh geez everyone who listens to the show knows what TED is Technology, entertainment, design. I, it, oh, I thought it was Ted Rumsfeld. Yes, no, uh, it's where the all the elites go to hang out and uh, and play with each other and fiddle fiddle with each other's private parts. And uh, so he was coming in via satellite from TED. or well, maybe it was just a video from TEDx, and they played this at TED. Uh, just, just listen to it, and then I'll get into the, what this Anthony Wilde said.
11: This is Revolution Two Yay! Yay! <laughs> no one was a hero. No one was a hero. Because everyone was a hero. Everyone have done something. Um, We all use Wikipedia. We all use Wikipedia. If you think of the concept of Wikipedia where everyone is collaborating content, and at the end of the day, you've built the largest encyclopedia in the world. From just an idea that sounded crazy you have the largest in the world. Crazy, I tell you. And in the Egyptian Revolution, the Revolution 2.0, 2.0. Everyone have contributed something, small or big, they contributed something to bring us one of the most inspiring stories in the history of mankind.
0: Of all mankind! (laughs) Of all mankind never before seen. Okay, so where does this propaganda come from? Because clearly this guy is an asset of something. Oh, yeah. And, um... So I've been tracking this uh, Alliance of Youth Movement. Now, the Alliance of Youth Movement uh, is actually, they had a conference last year, and the, re- the reason why, it, here's, here's how I stumbled upon this. I started seeing these uh, signs with the fist, you know what I'm talking about, kind of the square Oh, yeah, the fist. fist, yeah. And I'm like, I've seen this before, so why are these fists showing up in North Africa? And this is actually the symbol of the Alliance of Youth Movement. And then I stumble across this guy, Anthony Wilde, who says the following about uh, the Alliance of Youth movement and the uprising,
8: <clears throat> sorry, the
0: uprisings in North Africa.
8: ...there in Zurich. Well, we, we hear a lot about the anti-Gaddafi forces, but we actually know next to nothing about who they are. What do you make of them? Who do you think are, are their leaders?
12: well the leaders uh, there's there's quite a bit of speculation as to act actually who is who is pulling the strings of what's happening in uh, in libya for example uh the uk telegraph recently ran a piece uh which talked uh, a fair amount about uh, the alliance for youth movements which is a uh an effort that was formed uh, in the united states by jared cohen who was the former uh a former top advisor to both uh, condoleezza rice as well as Hil- hillary clinton in the, in the in the state department and he along with the support of the state department formed the alliance for youth movements and their uh, their affiliated website um called movements.org what's important about this is that that organization has as its stated mission, along with several multinational corporations who sponsor the organization, uh, its mission is to uh, provide a conduit, a training, uh, 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 so to speak, platform uh, for instruction of, of how to organize and prepare uh, for, let's say, um, electronic driven uh, protests or communications revolutions like the ones we're seeing driven uh, in Libya today. And there is a heavy footprint uh, involved in both the sands of Tunisia as well as Egypt, and now in uh, Libya with uh, with this organization, so there's a direct tie-in to the U.S. State Department uh, here. As a matter of fact, in 2009, Hillary Clinton gave the uh, keynote address speech in Mexico City for this organization. So that would be an example of a foreign organization that seems to have some leadership influence on the uh, on the ground in Libya.
0: You so see- perfect, right? Yeah, like- Where
2: did you get that clip? Russia Today. Oh, okay. Well, then. Oh, the Russians would come. Yeah, okay. The Russians are blowing the lid off of it.
0: But then, yeah, exactly. But then I figured, I minus. Of course, they are. We're in competition with them. Hillary Clinton said so. So then, yeah. of course, I go to their website, and uh, this is the pre-message uh, that Hillary Clinton uh, put on their site before she went to do the keynote, uh, and it sounds like she's on coke. She's reading the. Uh, She's, she's reading this off a prompter, and she's, like, not taking her time. She's speeding through Oh, she's through not like doing a, the one word at a time No, thing? she's like a total cokehead. Listen to what she says, though.
13: I want to congratulate all of you who have come to Mexico City in person and online to be part of this groundbreaking summit. Now, you this is are- sped up.
0: No, 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 no. No, it's not. I, I I watched it three times. It's a video. It's not sped up. She is just on coke. She she keeps the... the, the, the there's no pauses in the words.
13: Well, are the vanguard of a rising generation of citizen activists who are using the latest technological tools, tools to
0: to to tools, 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 telling you this is someone who's out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's out of it. I, I buy it.
13: ...generation of citizen activists who are using the latest technological tools to catalyze change, build movements, and transform lives. And I hope this conference provides an opportunity for you to learn from each other and discover the tools and techniques that will open new doors for activism and empowerment when you return home. All over the world, young people like you are driving progress. In Colombia, two young college graduates fed up with violence in their country used Facebook to organize 14 million people into the largest anti-terrorism demonstrations in history. In Iran, we saw young people using Twitter and YouTube to communicate with each other and the world. So these guys have bought into the social
2: crap, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. And I noticed the movements.org site is all in Facebook blue. (laughs)
9: <laughs> yeah
13: crackdown designed to keep them silent. And in India, a 14-year-old high school student from Mumbai used social networking to link together half a million people who sought solidarity and support in the aftermath of the November 2008 terrorist attacks. You have all traveled unique paths to get here today. You come from different cultures and countries and speak different languages, but you all share a common commitment to engaging with the world, to using every tool at your disposal to bring people together to solve problems. And that makes you the kind of leaders we need as we work to meet the challenges and seize the opportunities of the 21st century. Governments can't do it alone. Citizens, organizations, businesses, universities, everyone with a stake in our shared future must take responsibility for shaping it. That's what we call 21st century statecraft. Techno experts. So thank you for being on the front lines of progress. And I can't wait to see what all of you do next.
0: We'll do some lines.
2: More official meddling by our government. Now, just an aside, I have an aside clip that kind of relates to this. Mm -hmm. Again, it's that guy from the National Defense (laughs) University making this interesting little commentary out of the blue. uh, And the clip is called Spins Out of Control. Almost as if there's, you know, we do we do believe on this show that there's like there's interagency rife, uh, you know, kind of battling going on between the CIA, the government, the military intelligence, and all the rest of it. And this little clip, the way he says it, it's almost as though it's going to happen, kind of a thing. When I heard it, and uh, it relates to what they're trying to pull off over here in the State Department.
0: Pet, nice way to clip off the mic.
5: <laughs> Thank you. you know, the You're turmoil welcome. seems to be worldwide, not just the Middle East. We have North Korea, etc. And what sort of responsibility do you put on the current administration for the world seeming to be in an upheaval?
9: Oh, um, I don't know if I could blame the current administration for everything that's going on. Um, of course, some of the current administration want to take credit for it, that they somehow had inspired people for hope and change <laughs> in the Middle East or something like that. Um, we'll see what the outcome is of all of this. If it turns profoundly negative, it'll be interesting if they keep taking credit for it. Yeah. You know, once, it, once it spins out of control.
0: Oh. Well, this is all unpredictable. Once it spins out of control. Yeah, not like if, no, once, because it's coming. Well, this is very interesting, uh, John. Thank you. That actually does tie in very nicely because we had a a pretty good conversation on Thursday about how all of this is coming together. Of course, uh, it behooves everybody who listens to the show to pull up Google Earth once in a while and take a look at the uh, positions of these countries. If you look at Egypt, underneath that is Libya. And then underneath that, we have uh, George Clooney's territory, which is uh, Sudan. And uh, uh, George Clooney, he's uh, right on cue First shocking pictures of burned villages in Sudan. He's got them. He's bringing them to you. So little dis- this is why I know America didn't set off the uh, tsunami in Japan, because they got their own thing. They want this pipeline to go from north all the way to, to southern Africa. So uh, the project Enough would like the actor George Clooney uh, to the atrocities against civilian population. Sudan. first shocking pictures have been presented by George Clooney from the Satellite Sentinel Project. And it's like some really unclear picture there. Showing, uh, uh, showing—it's uh, like you can't see anything but some arrows. Okay, and so, uh, and uh, well, just before you before you jump in, so off air because we always forget when we talk about something off air. We were we know that Matt uh, uh, Ben Affleck, Matt no Ben Affleck is in the Congo, right? Uh, and we were talking about who would be in Uganda or Kenya because we need a celebrity. Right, and let let me give a little more background on this. We've decided and we we're,
2: we're going to do this now. We're going to do this live well kind a of li- live, live prediction. We already did it. Yeah. <laughs> but but the fact that I, I want to add a couple more dimensions to this. We've decided or decided or concluded again based on, you know, these kind of general things that we keep seeing over and over like again. It's all about oil. That they keep right. That they keep wanting. They're they're starting. Whoever they are 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 now using celebrities as frontmen for for movements because the public is, especially the American public, is so stupid that we, unless it's like you know George Clooney telling us to do something, we don't (laughs) do anything.
0: That's a great way to set it up, John. It's also because we don't buy the weapons of mass destruction gig anymore. We already fell for that one. And
2: by the way, over the weekend, or it was either maybe it was on Friday. They, uh, the, the, the Biography Channel had a running series of biographies right in a row. I've never seen this before. And, and it would include, I think I missed one of them, which I believe was, was Ben Affleck. Of all the Ocean's Eleven guys? Well, they had, no. Yeah, well, kind of. Yeah, actually. They had Ben Affleck, then they had Matt Damon, then they had George <laughs> Clooney, then they had Brad Pitt, and then they finished it with Cameron Diaz.
0: Interesting. Who we can't leave out of this. No, she, no, no, no. You need a, you need a guy with
2: muscles. No, I agree. I'm, I'm, i arguing. I'm just saying she, she can show up. And, and I do have one clip from the Matt Damon biography, which, which drops a few names in there, even though it's not the one we finally concluded. But it's interesting to listen to this short clip of this, from this Matt Damon biography of how these, you know, what's going on to get people kind of jacked up about these people representing, uh, uh the government.
4: But Matt knows there's more to life than being a handsome actor. He is involved in several charities, including Not on Our Watch, an aid organization he co-founded with Ocean's co-stars George Clooney, Don Cheadle, and Brad Pitt. Their goal is to focus attention on social crimes committed in Darfur in Africa. Don, Brad, Matt, and I have all in the last year been in that region and around there. Uh, It's something that uh, that has been an important part of a lot of our uh, a lot of us on this panel's lives for the last few years given our our individual interest in in what was going on there it seemed like we'd be remiss if we didn't try to redirect some of those resources towards something that is a life and death struggle
0: <laughs> anyway <laughs> so so uh, after the show uh, on Thursday after we brought this up again i remember uh, th- uh, Newsweek magazine uh, George Clooney's literally in there it's like you know th- the new celebrity ambassadors because people don't buy it anymore from a ugly people we don't buy anything from ugly people and the only like good looking people we got you know, is like, Obama he's too busy doing other stuff he can't be everywhere even though there's two of them so uh, so we need some of these celebrities and we need the right kind of guy who's set up that way and we went through a whole list we we're like Harrison Ford no he's shot You know, he
2: already they tried, he tried him he and he's, he's dumb it doesn't
0: work doesn't work uh bono no way bono's like has no credibility yeah people don't like him anymore and then i hit upon it because we we need someone who has uh you know the, the the africa connection particularly the southern region and it's so obvious it's leonardo dicaprio it's so obvious yeah, he has to be. He has to be brought into the
2: club. Now, I don't see that he's. Has he worked with these guys? Because they they seem well, he, to be. Well, cl-
0: he 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 was yes. He, well, he's he's in the kind of that group. You know, he's he's elevated. He gets on we stage. Also, we also we, we have
2: to say we also eliminated people. We should mention them. We eliminated Johnny Depp.
0: Yeah, too uh, too too stinky. Well, he's just you know he's, he's <laughs> not. It, it doesn't. Count, you can't count on the guy. No, he won't do it. We thought about Robert Downey Jr. But too much,
2: too much in you know, too, too much, much baggage, luggage, luggage, too baggage,
0: too much baggage, too much baggage, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, to luggage, <laughs> too luggage. too much in the backpack. Yeah. <laughs> and we've thought of, We've tried some other people, and we eliminated them. And the guy who really comes to the fore is uh, DiCaprio.
0: Yeah, and, and, and he uh, also was hanging out with Putin not too long
2: ago. And he was right. How do you get? How do you have a? How does a guy who's an actor get a meeting
0: with Putin? Yeah. Well, this, is, this it's like Clooney. Clooney's hanging out with the president. And, uh, oh, speaking of such, uh, very, very interesting. Uh, You know, uh, I watch WWW every single week. You know what that stands for, don't you? No, what? The West Wing Week. Oh, yes. The continuing soap opera brought to you by the White House blog people. And uh, so who's our president hanging out with? He's hanging out with Melinda Gates. She's on the plane. You know, they're traveling around.
2: Oh yeah, Bill did a, a speech recently which I have the entire thing recorded. Uh-huh. And he says in there that he was jealous because Melinda got the a, a, a ride on Air Force 1 right. before he did. Right.
0: Well, you know what? It's because he didn't show up at that Silicon Valley meeting. And the president's like, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, you nerd? I'm just going to take your wife. <laughs> Watch this, I'll take her for a ride. He got I got a ride. sweet ride. I got a sweet ride." So um um the um the elitist horrible gillard from gitmo nation down under yes i i re- actually had a couple of clips i decided there was sh- talk about boring well she, well so the th- everyone's up and well first of all she's just a frightening woman uh so everyone's up in arms because she literally said in uh in her uh, campaigning uh, speeches and debates uh no carbon taxes and now she and I, I have the clip if you want it it's not that interesting she says there will be no carbon tax and now she's saying hey let's price carbon and everyone's freaking out like you said no and then she actually has the audacity to say well if you if you didn't understand that I meant we would have carbon taxes then you just you know there's something wrong with your ears I mean this is literally it's so blatant so that incredibly blatant
2: is yeah, it's frightening frightening, you. frightening
0: yeah So she comes to visit the president to talk about, you know, no doubt.
2: You know, I'm expecting a forked
0: tongue to come out of her mouth. (laughs) She's a total reptilian. So she comes to the White House, and they go on the road. And uh, there's so many things going on in this clip. Uh, The title of the episode is 15 Second Law Class. Like, these guys are so nuts. And uh, so they're going to visit a couple of schools. And uh, the first thing that happens... The first thing that happens is...
2: By the way, she mentioned this. I don't know, did you watch her give her joint speech? Yes, of
0: course I did. Of course. Uh, Okay.
13: Is she speaking English?
9: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Prime Minister Gillard quizzed the kids on their knowledge of Australian geography, and the kids tested both leaders' knowledge of American history. How many of these presidents
0: can you name around the... Okay, so they're in the classroom, and they have all the presidents on the wall. And uh, the kid says... How many of the presidents can you pick out? Because, of course, this is what the kids get taught in school. You know, there's, oh, that's uh, you know, these are our leaders, and here's who this was, who's who this was. And what do you think our brilliant president comes up with? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
11: that's Lincoln. <laughs>
1: and that's Washington.
0: On Tuesday. And that's it. He does Lincoln and Washington. Really? The only two, anyone, the, the only two that's... I that could some, do all of them. I'm sure you could. It's the only two that are on the test to become a citizen is Lincoln. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. ha. Like, ha, ha, ha. ha. Yeah, That's I know. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> o- O'Reilly should, t- should steal that from me. But then, yeah, but then they go. Now, this is very interesting. So what was our president supposedly uh, as an academic? He was a professor
2: of, of constitutional law. Exactly.
0: So um, luckily he goes to visit a class of uh, scholars studying to be uh, lawyers, and he pulls it out. He says, well, you know, I was a, I was a professor of constitutional law. And listen to how they've edited his uh,
9: proof that he was a constitutional law professor. March 8th. President Obama was joined by Melinda Gates, co-chair of the Gates Foundation, and Secretary of Education Arne Duncan on a visit to Tech Boston Academy in Boston, Massachusetts. It's
0: a biotech class where they're learning about college,
10: really college biology.
9: The president visited some classrooms and spoke to students and faculty about the shared responsibility that government, businesses, philanthropists, and communities have to promote innovative education strategies that will prepare American students to compete in a 21st century economy. The president also fell back on his old role as a teacher of constitutional law. Now,
0: now, you gotta listen. <laughs> Remember, th- we is, don't know. Can it- this guy talk any faster? No, he's great. He's he's he's, he's uh, uh, auditioning for the voiceover for the Kardashians. So um, now we don't know what the president actually said, but this is how they
9: edited it. The president also fell back on his old role as a teacher of constitutional law.
5: uh, Any particular case? I used to teach constitutional law, so I know a little something about this. Yes, sir. Okay, Okay, and and why don't you state the case? What was the court's conclusion? What was the rationale? What what did they say? What was the reason? Do you agree with that? Um, yeah, I do. See? see, Wow. That's law school class right there.
0: (laughs) What? Did you hear that, what they did? Are you kidding me? What? What did the you court didn't say? You did edit that. No, this is how it's edited in the show, in his little show. It's
5: terrible.
0: So, it was, what was the case? What did the court say? That's good. You
5: got it. Listen again. What? what did they say? What was the reason? Do you agree with that? Um, yeah, I do. See? They, see? Wow. That, that's law school class right there. Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wow. <laughs> you gotta watch the show, man. I'm telling you, they can sell that to Turner and Lifetime anytime.
2: Okay, I got a, a repetitive clip I'd like to play right now. Perfect mm-hmm. time. Play Woman Happy About Everybody.
7: <laughs> okay. It's just unbelievable. We are all so excited and so thankful for everybody. And like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody.
3: I'm going to show my gold by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on oh, No
0: Agenda.
2: So happy, John, rolling right along. Yeah, <laughs> so happy. It's wonderful. It's great, everybody, everybody, everybody. <sighs> we have a few everybody's uh, who donated this week, and want to thank them, uh, call them out for uh, their help. You, Jan uh, Tepper, uh, you might want to pronounce that in Kale Deutschland. Eugene, Eugene, Eugene,
0: Eugene. Eugen. Eugen, I think.
2: Longtime listener from Gitmo Nation, Sauerkraut. And enjoy your show like uh, for about a year. I can't uh, take it anymore to be a boner. So, uh, to start my way to knighthood, the amount of my donation says nothing special, just feels right. Please, $131.31, please stay strong and keep your show going. You are the best news source ever. <laughs> so, please deduce me. Oh, nice.
6: <laughs> you've been deduced.
2: Could have oh, given no. him a double because he wanted some karma too. Ah, sorry.
0: All right. Well, you want the karma now? Oh, okay,
6: I'm sorry.
7: You've got karma.
2: He wants to make his dream uh, come true as a full time software developer. Ugh. Please uh, feel free to mention my first iOS app, Poker Hands. Best regard.
0: Hey, the, uh, the, our iPhone app was supposed to come out, and I actually got a version of it, and uh, the, uh, the game, the, the No Agenda Human Resources game, which is hilarious, by the way. I guess the guy pulled it back. He wanted to do some improvements or something. So I'm waiting for a, a message when it's uh, available.
2: We'll be looking for it. Uh, Deb uh, Vanacek, North Carolina, new chick listener, new chick donor in <laughs> Wait the minute. morning.
0: She says that? That's cool. Yeah. Chick listener.
2: Stallings, North Carolina. Well, there's North Carolina women. You know, they, they're down to earth. Hell yeah. Thanks. And she's a new you know, first-time donor. Thanks, Deb. Dodd Vickers, another first-time donor from Monroe, Georgia. Hi, John and Adam. Been a listener since episode number one. In fact, I was inspired to start my own podcast in 2005 by Adam's Daily Source Code, the DND Show, and by Twit and John's participation in that show. 300-plus episodes and 1.2 million downloads later, all on Mevio, I might add. The com podcast is rocking because of Mevio and your inspiration. Please thank Adam for his recent help with my account, and de-douche me for not being able to make a more significant donation until now.
6: You've been de-douched.
2: For what it's worth, I've been posting noagenda.com stickers on every uh, urinal that I have visited in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) and I've been working to put together a photo portfolio to support
0: a PR producer cred. That's a pretty good urinal. That's a good idea because when you're – now, Deb won't know this – but when guys are like peeing, you know, it's like all you, you got do nothing is nothing else to do. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because you don't want to look left or right because that would be like, you know, that's not good uh, stall etiquette. Yeah, and uh, so you know, you just you just pretend to look ahead. And if you got something to read, it's like groovy. You know, in uh, Schiphol Airport, we've talked about this. They have a little uh, fly, the a bug that is uh, actually in the enamel of the um, uh, of the urinal, and that's kind of your aiming point. And if you aim at the fly, then it doesn't splatter, and it's uh, you know it's like the it's like the sweet, it's the apex, it's the sweet spot. <laughs> so, so th- th- it works. You know these things are important. So putting a sticker on the ur... Uh, or as they say in Gitmo Nation East, the urinal is uh, which I've never understood. Why do they say urinal?
2: Uh, you're asking me. I, uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Hey. Why do they say urinal? Anyway,
2: Deb and Dodd both gave $111.11. Andrew Wright, us uh, Devin. Uh, UK. Hi guys, Karma me up. I want to create a breakthrough for our business. DailySparkle.co.uk.
7: All right. I'm well, Karma. You up, buddy? Here comes. You've got Karma.
2: Uh, he gave us a hundred uh, Coronado Gonzalez in Brownsville, Texas, sixty six dollars and sixty six cents. You guys are great. You as an over educated, underappreciated educator, I need some karma. I'm donated six 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 to taunt the number of the beast versus your karma. That's how much I trust karma's power.
0: <laughs> also, since I cannot get that Dvorak jingle out of my head, I am submitting how I hear in my head for y'all's entertainment in his... oh, did he send something? I, I didn't see it. Oh, but. that sucks. Well, what he's talking about is this.
3: Dvorak. Dvorak. Dot org slash na. You've
7: got karma. Now,
2: Daniel Hutner in Murphy's California. It's double nickels on the dime. Joe Esposito, Joe the Dish Slave, and Stockton,
0: uh, also known for the uh, WITM uh, Doug Mug.
2: Oh, the one you have, and I haven't got. Okay, yeah, I got. I the got dish- yours. Slave here is double nickels for you, uh, Mrs. Dish Slave. And I also uh, always want to get our full value for our dollar from your show. So I thank you and keep up the good work. I also sent Adam an email showing some artwork I created for you guys. I hope you like it. He needs some karma too.
7: Yeah okay,
0: I'm happy to do that. A lot
2: of karma to day. Yeah, Today bit, is Karma, karma Sunday. Yeah. Karma. It is a big karma day. Ed Hidden in New Cumberland, Pennsylvania, fifty dollars long overdue. Don't I don't deserve a deducing, but would love to get some karma for my wife's business, Hiddenhelper.com.
0: All right. Wow, it is Karma you Day. We gotta lay karma. back, otherwise it may not be good anymore. You
2: know, it's gonna wear it out. Yeah. Elizabeth McCarthy, Huntington Station, New York. Hey, another a belated chick birthday. Listener. This is a birthday, belated birthday gift for her husband, Francis James Woods III, a.k.a. Jimmy. 40th birth- birthday. was February 28th, and he is an avid listener and a great fan of both of you. I'm forced to listen
0: to him. <laughs> I'm forced, forced to listen to you every night as we fall asleep. Oh, no, this is not podcast. good. This is, this is, they're, they're headed for separation at best.
2: Well, I mean, you're going to be hearing us in your sleep. It's going to be brain, it's like brainwashing. Wait, it's wait, let's, let's,
0: let's do this. Let's do this. Elizabeth. You are getting sleepy. You feel like you're in warm bath water. And you want to
3: give to us. Dvorak.org slash N-A.
0: She's programmed now.
2: She used to immediately put on my uh, my earplugs and in a pillow over my head. <laughs> block out your voices <laughs> as I would try to fall asleep. But you guys have grown on me now. And I listen to you also. Then she falls asleep apparently. yeah. You guys Actually, the clips I had earlier are perfect for you. We're
0: so sexually stimulating.
2: <laughs> oh. Anyway, she thanks us in advance. That's $50. George Excellent. Scanlon in Carpentersville, Illinois, $50. Sir George Vanderhorst, $50. And, Which completes uh, it, his
0: knighthood, by the way.
2: Yes, and that's, he'll be now Sir George. Yeah, Black Knight. And then our no-agenda groupie uh, HDM, G- HDM Horst? What is this?
0: I don't know. HDM Terhorst? Uh, no
2: city... Uh, na groupie, I need some karma. My temp job at Greenpeace is ended. Don't uh, get a permanent position. Lost to a former PA of the Prime Minister's Office. Blair need a new job and a place to be in in Amsterdam. i also give him a. Well, karma. I, I,
0: I know who this is. It's a her, and uh, well, it's a her. Yeah, and uh, she was on the inside at Greenpeace. She was very excited about it to help save the gay whales and all that stuff. And uh, but you know what? You're 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 an na producer. You're just not like the elite. That's why you know you get the the personal assistant of Blair. You know you can't win against that, and this is how Greenpeace operates, of course. And Greenpeace, oh yeah, we'll just get that guy's uh, assistant in. Anyway, well, she deserves a little bit of karma and a place
7: to live in Amsterdam. You've got karma.
2: So that'll wrap it up for today's uh, helpers and helpers,
0: producers. They're helping us. <laughs> Hel- Help, helpers. What yeah. is that? The producers, dude and producers dude dude they're producers and we appreciate it the giving levels are a little off uh, and, and I'm quite frankly I'm surprised because I think we did a, uh, well it, you know what we're just wrong uh, we, the, the numbers do not lie uh, this is not like a rating system but if people aren't supporting us then we're not doing something right so John we'll have a meeting after the show and we'll see if we can figure out what I've we're got doing the wrong.
2: solution on this show more Bieber well you know we had the teaser for Bieber <laughs> on the last show yeah and we never played the Bieber clip oh that's uh well look, that's for, probably what cost us let me
0: uh <laughs> that's what cost us <laughs> like, well wait a minute i don't want to take any risks i have a what, what was the name of the clip from last uh, week's show we had a bieber clip
2: it a t- no it was a teaser i got it i, I uploaded H- it again.
0: hln teaser
2: the, that was the teaser
0: yeah. yeah but what was the clip we well, didn't give me the clip the
2: clip is on here it's uh where is it yeah, i don't see a bieber clip Leighton show. It's the big story Leighton show clip. Oh, okay. Here we go, everybody. And now
14: to the biggest star showdown to hit Hollywood in ages. I'm talking lesbians versus (laughs) Justin Bieber. There's an angry revolt brewing among some lesbian fans of the pop singer or Bibians, as they're called. Over his new haircut. The site, Lesbians Who Look Like Justin Bieber, features pictures sent in by women who resemble the teen pop star. Now, the site's creator says there is big Big, big backlash today against Bieber's new look. Danielle Owens Reed is the founder of Lesbians Who Look Like Justin Bieber. She joins me from Boston for a Showbiz Newsmaker interview. Am I talking to Danielle or am I talking to Justin Bieber? <laughs> it's Danielle. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for joining us. Hey, I want to say flat out, I like his new haircut. I, I cut. I want it, Danielle. Why?
3: I like pussy.
14: Why are the uh, <laughs> Bebians, as you call them, not responding to or copying the new hairdo? Here's the thing. it's We're never going to not love Justin Bieber, but it's kind of like a silent treatment anger, you know? It's like, I'm not going to cut my hair just because you do. <laughs> this is my hair. <laughs> I still look the way that you looked a couple of years ago, and I'm going to go with it. Yeah, now his haircut kind of looks like Ellen DeGeneres' safe to say. Ellen, <laughs> Ellen likes the do. Um, Bieber's a young guy. You know, she's also a lesbian, you know? ha, ha, ha. Seventeen, he's gonna have a lot of different mm-hmm. hairstyles. Danielle, the question for your site is: Do you think that you and your beebians are going to have to change your locks along with Bieber to, to really stay true fans? Well, honestly, I think it's probably like a generational thing. You know, like his hair now is getting more like Ellen, so we can get some of the lesbians who look like Ellen. And as he gets older, it's kind of like that one blog: um, <laughs> old men who look like lesbians. It's like there are always gonna be people. <laughs> who relate that I can put up? You I, I have never heard of these blogs, but now I know. <laughs>
2: nah, this is this is what gets in the dough.
0: Yeah, it's it's Beavers versus Bieber. So you got you got to have the la- wait. I got to play the jingle for a second. Uh. And now back to real news. So here here's the laugh. This is this is the general dumb chick on television laugh. <laughs> Wait, Mickey can do it better.
12: Mickey, come here. Ha, 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 ha.
0: It's like Holly the Kardashians. You got this is this you pay attention now. Ha, 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 ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh shit, Mickey. Mickey. Now she'll be in a second. You guys a 30 second delay. Th- that, <laughs> that's the laugh. that, that is the ha. ha, 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 ha. Like every dumb chick on television laughs. I don't care if you're lesbian or not. That's how they all laugh. It's horrendous. So anyway, so that's what... So that brings did. in the big dough, right. Personally, I think that programming your mind works a little better.
3: Dvorak.org slash N-A. It's
9: birthday, i so
7: much...
0: Come here. Come here. Do it. Do it. Do it. You, you can do it really well. Do it.
7: Ah. Yeah, that's
0: good. <laughs> wow. Happy birthday uh, to James Jimmy Woods. He turned uh, 40 on the 28th. Uh, that's from uh, your lovely wife, Elizabeth McCarthy. Happy birthday from her and from your buddies here at the No Agenda Show
9: it's your birthday, yeah!
0: And then we might as well uh, do this one too, John. We go. So.
9: Oh,
0: I'm sorry, did I cut you? Ouch) <laughs>
2: You <laughs> have a neosporin? I need a neosporin.
0: Some iodine for your cuts. Call Geraldo. Josh Feldman and George Vanderhorst, please step forward. You soon will be the recipients of the official hit him in the mouth, ipsilorum in the mouth, a. in the morning uh, Sealand ring as a knight of the NOAA gender roundtable. Both of you. Have uh, provided giving levels sufficient up to $1,000. We highly appreciate it. This is the only way the show stays on the air. It's what we do. We hereby knight the Sir Josh Frizz Feldman and Sir George Van der Horst, Black Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please come on over, join our Beavers and Beavers.
2: <laughs> and quickly play Woman Happy About Everybody one more time.
0: Oh, I should have that one on cue, shouldn't I? This should be a standby ready It's to just go.
7: unbelievable. We are uh, all uh, so excited and so thankful for everybody. And like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody. <laughs> what is that from?
2: <laughs> it came out over the weekend. This is, I guess, the mom of some lost... Apparently, there's a couple of... Uh, uh, people lost in the in the mountains uh, they were uh, je- what do you call it uh, snowmobiling and they were gone for three days and then they found them oh. and so then they put the mic on her you know trying to get the, cr- the crying mom uh-huh. and she comes out with this and i just said this is too good <laughs> this is generic
0: oh boy so now that we're all nice and uplifted let me bring you down again as uh, I was watching uh, Fox Business News, the Fox, Fox Business News channel, which apparently I'm the only guy watching the Fox Business News channel. There's a couple others. They have about 40, 50 people. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm in good company. So they've got a uh, former Goldman Sachs guy on, and you'll like him, John. Do you know Charles Nenner from Nenner Nenner? Nenner Nenner. He's a, he's a cyclist, uh, as in cycles. You know, like, uh, like you know, Oh, one of my... One said, of, yeah, uh, one of your dudes. And uh, he has a theory, and I wanted to check and see if you buy into his theory. He's talking about the markets, and uh, so he's a former Goldman guy, so you'd think he's kind of on the inside, although I don't know what happens if you're a former Goldman guy. And he says, well, the the Dow Jones uh, is going down to 5,000. This is how bad the crash is going to be. And the reason, well... He's about to tell you what the reason
7: is. Five decades. But what do you think? All right, I'm not so sure people would buy your totally bearish, dropping to 5,000. But the question that I think they might have is what would trigger it? Would it be an oil shock? Would it be inflation, an interest rate spike, or what?
11: Last time I was on this uh, only network that is. Yes, yes. It was from London. And they kind of finished it depressed, so I don't want to depress you. But I also do war and peace cycles. And it shows they're going to have a major war starting the end of 2012, 2013. And I think that's, that's going to do it. Wow.
0: <laughs> a major war cycle, end of 2012, 2013. That will do it. That's going to do it, he says.
2: Well, I, I, when you follow cycles, you follow all the cycles. And my war cycle actually is 2020. And that's when you have the major war. I mean, you might have some skirmishes, but I'm not seeing that.
0: Okay, well then, then we're safe. I do believe he's right
2: about the Dow going to five thousand, but really, I, well, there's I something we can invest in. that would be in 2013.
0: We can invest in that. What do we buy? ETFs or oh, something you, like
2: that? You can buy some ETF shorts. I mean, they have ETF that are basically shorts, and there's double ETFs, and triples. There's triple. I, I don't like the triples; they're a little risky. The doubles are risky. I enough. like the triplets, but anyway, mm. nice. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's, it's just when it's something to think about.
0: Hmm. Okay.
2: So, I, by the way, I do have one last Middle East thing. If you want to bring it in, <laughs> yeah, sure. Obama press conference. There's a little piece of information in here I thought was kind of interesting. Once you hear the piece that I think is interesting, you can cut
1: the clip because the rest of it's just blather. But uh,
0: let's see if I let's see if I trip over it.
1: As of some of these other uprisings, there's oh. been a, a careful consideration not to take sides. Let the Libyan, let the people in those countries make this decision. But in this case, it does seem we have taken sides. Yeah. So what? What's the uh, what's the red
5: line? Well, first of all, let's take a look at what we've already done. Um, Now, what is this from? This is not a.
0: Is this this the questions after the press? This is a question and answer press conference Ah.
5: that took place uh, just. I think. Oh, right, he's he's
0: sitting down for this, right? No, no, he's standing at the podium. Oh, okay,
5: all right. Uh, My first priority, obviously, was getting out uh, American citizens and embassy personnel out of Libya, and we got that done. Uh, The very next day. Uh, we had already instituted the largest financial seizure of assets uh, in our history, and whoa, that, that's it! The, wow, it. Nailed it. wow, the largest <laughs> in I history,
0: said. in what? history. What? what? So it's true then—the seventy billion or whatever—the largest. Wow.
2: Play it again. It's just like I, when he said this. It's like I'm surprised it didn't get a gasp wow. from the audience.
1: Wow. Except some of these other uprisings there's been a, a careful consideration not to take sides, let the Libyan let the people in those countries make this decision, but in this case Sorry, it does I seem have to a little inside. too far so what,
5: what's, the, uh, what's the red line? well first of all let's take a look at what we've already done um, uh, my first priority obviously was getting out uh, American citizens and embassy personnel out of Libya and we got that done uh, the very next day uh, we had already instituted the largest financial seizure of assets uh, in our history.
7: It's just unbelievable. We are all so excited and so <laughs> thankful for everybody. And like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody.
0: I saw Hillary Clinton jumping in there. She she sounds very just remotely like Hillary Clinton. (laughs) Thinking, thank
2: you, Barack. Got to slip that in on a Clinton
0: speech. (laughs) Thanking Barack there for uh, for participating. So
2: that would I mean, I was floored when I heard that. A, I already we already complained about this on the show. Is that what right does Switzerland have to freeze all of his money in Switzerland? But meanwhile, what right do we have to grab all these assets? What did they, did they declare war on the United States? I mean, what exactly? What what prompts
0: this? Well, you recall can they do this at any time they want? Well, it was a it was a presidential uh, executive order, was it not? Well, I would assume so.
2: Uh, I think it was either. But I, can you just do the? Can the president is such a dictator now that he can just like all? Dude, of a sudden, oh, dude I don't like this dude, guy. the president the money.
0: president can take you, American citizen, and kill you if he calls you a terrorist. So what are you talking about? Yeah, I think he can take your money too. Uh, They're like, hey, you're a terrorist I can kill you. So they took the biggest amount
2: from anybody ever under and, and what was the rationale for that?
0: Uh, it's cool to have someone else's money. Yeah, well, that's it. You got it, <laughs> nailed, right? It's, I mean, how, how hard can it be? I'm still reading the uh, periodic review of individuals detained at Guantanamo Bay Naval Station. Suant. it's still there, idiots. Pursuant, no, pursuant, pursuant. Well, let me just see. It was. Um, I'm looking at it now. It was. Uh, when was this? It was. Uh, was it February when the, when he did this? I
2: don't know. I can't remember.
0: Well, hold I on. I'm, so. I'm looking at the page. It's worth it. Executive. Yeah, it's an executive order. Libya. Here we go. February 25th, 2011. So executive order is. That's uh, not like a memorandum. That's not like a memo. That's like the the whole deal. Uh, I find. Colonel Muammar Gaddafi, with a Q, his government and close associates have taken extreme measures against the people of Libya, including by using weapons of war, mercenaries, and wanton violence. Wanton, what's wanton violence? What? Want- wanton. Wanton. Oh, uh, wanton. That's, I thought it was like a, a dish. Yeah, it sounds like soup. What's wanton?
2: Wanton, you know, just out of control crazy. <laughs>
0: okay against unarmed civilians i further find that there's a serious risk that libya state assets will be misappropriated by Gaddafi, members of his government members of his family or close associates if those assets are not protected the foregoing uh, cir- <laughs> pro-
4: protected. i love it. this is good this you is, good. This, this is you
0: can't me. make the you cannot make this stuff up by the way <laughs> protecting the, <laughs> the foregoing circumstances the prolonged attacks and the increased numbers of Libyans seeking refuge in other countries, which is not true, it's not Libyans, it's like people who were their slaves and they're running away, have caused a deterioration in the security of Libya and poses a serious risk to its stability, thereby constituting an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security and foreign policy of the United States. And I hereby declare a national emergency to deal with that threat hmm interesting huh i didn't know that it's a national emergency how i didn't hear that on cnn did you i didn't hear that no. anywhere all property and interests in uh in property all, yeah all property and interest in property that are in the united states that hereafter come within the united states or that are or hereafter come within possession or control of any united states person including any overseas branch Of the following persons are blocked and may not be transferred, paid, exported, withdrawn, and otherwise dealt in. Holy crap. So how come there
2: wasn't a front page headline in the New York Times saying national emergency declared?
0: Yeah, all your base belong to us is what this is. Uh, And then then there's a whole bunch of stuff about basically we're taking it all. But this would also mean that uh, any bank, the assets are frozen... I wonder what happened you know I wonder how they how they do that technically, you know, how they actually do it do they just like send a note or do they you know, know block it in the computer, or how does that work? Uh, we should find out we must have a we have a couple of goldman guys that, that listen to the show well, the Secretary of the Treasury, in consultation with Secretary of State, great Hillary and Timmy, is hereby authorized to determine that circumstances no longer warrant the blocking of the property interest in person below listen to the annex to order to take necessary action to give. So basically, it's Timmy and Hillary who are in charge of it. So they get to take the money and they get to, to shell, shell it out to whoever they think it's appropriate to. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, nobody yeah. picks up on this. Hey, it's a national, national emergency. It's in a national emergency yeah. nobody mentioned.
0: It's a national emergency. Threat. Terror. Libya. Wanton. <laughs> <laughs> this is the word of the day. <laughs> Wanton violence in Libya. Have you ever heard anyone use that word, "wanton"? Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've never heard it. Wanton. Oh, well, you
2: you heard it now.
0: Yeah, you heard it here first. Wanton is the word of the day in Libya.
2: Ah. So you know why everything's blue on Facebook?
0: Is this going to be a about-
2: colorblind? Oh, really? He only really sees blue. <laughs> <laughs> i'll give you a little hot pocket action for that it's true as yeah. a fact he's colorblind yeah mm.
0: uh let me see uh i've had i did have a couple other things here that i should well we should probably uh talk about the uh the uh naked body scanners going back for testing oh
9: <laughs> uh, yeah yeah
2: this is good this is a good one. we got probably more emails on this than anything. Yeah, it is the
0: most emailed of the day. Why don't you uh, run it down for us? Well,
2: apparently what's happened, somebody deter- looked at the reports that this TSA has been filing about, because they have to check these x-ray machines which kind of surprises me that they were doing anything. And there's some people did the calculation. They were, the calculations on the amount of radiation is off. It's wrong. It's a thousand. Then, it's
0: like a thousand times what they it's say. It's way right? off. Yeah. And
2: they, and they, it's like the math is bad. The reports are sketchy. The whole thing's a mess. And so somebody, I forgot who who it was. It said, Look, Hey, you guys got to get these reports in order. And so the t s says, Oh, it's just a, it was just a bookkeeping error. Everything's <laughs> fine. Yeah, it's, it's like, a, they literally said that, didn't they? Bookkeeping yeah. error. Uh, 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 sorry, so they're going to go back and test them again. These things are out of control. They're probably irradiating
0: the TSA people. Well, that's why. Th- that's why they're not using them. I mean, this is this is totally.
2: Don't
3: look over here. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at
0: that. Just a rounding error.
2: That's yeah. probably why they're not using them because they, we, they know. T- I know. Yeah. I've flown quite a bit recently, and I, every time I go to the airport, I'm always going through yeah. the uh, magnetometer and the the, thing, the other thing. They're sitting there. Uh, They maybe run somebody through it once in a while, but it's rare. I don't know.
0: Um, Yeah. Uh, Also, the uh, TSA is about to unionize. Did you know that? It's about time. Yeah, although I don't think they'll have collective bargaining rights. No,
2: not the federal guys won't allow that, but at least they'll be able to wear the uh, radiation tags and yeah. realize that they've been killing themselves on this job. It was ten times. It wasn't a, it wasn't a thousand times. Ten times,
0: something like well, that? Well,
2: ten too. times seems like a lot. Yeah. When, they, where, you, know, the, when you have reports like we, re, we had on the show where we clip people saying, well, it's like using a cell phone.
0: Well, actually, I, I had uh, from last week, let me just bring up... Uh, I think i have it last week's uh show uh, one of the clips i had the one of the executives from the company that makes them and uh, he was on um i don't know some uh, it wasn't npr it was like uh, uh the economist or something they have some kind of web radio show and he was saying something like uh here oh, you, you want to hear this for a second I might as well do mm-hmm. this andreas Kotowski I have to fast forward a little bit through the uh, through the opening intro uh, on the Economist. So he's talking about how safe these things are.
13: The following podcast is sponsored by Oppenheimer uh, Funds. It's a podcast. We will f- shuttle fast forward. As a success to work. Shut, Shut
0: up.
15: we very successful for the last forty years, but now that terrorists have apparently chosen to take explosives in underwear and in shoes, there needs shoes. to be a procedure to prevent that from happening. Otherwise, it will happen again.
8: The Economist.
7: <laughs>
15: All right, so now he's going to talk about how safe they are, which is just hilarious what he
0: uses as comparison. London,
8: this is The Economist. Should you be worried about the new full-body scanners, also known as nude scanners, nude. that are currently appearing in airports around the world? Do they increase security but at the cost of privacy? Is airport scanning just a charade to... Or oh, is it wanton? ...reassure passengers? And what will the checkpoint of the future look like? To find out more, we spoke to Andreas Kotowski, Chief Technology Officer of Rapiscan, one of the world's largest manufacturers of scanning equipment. We started by asking him to tell us what kinds of machines the company makes.
15: Rapiscan Systems is one of the biggest scanner manufacturers in the world, and we are effectively exclusively dedicated to checkpoint security screening.
8: Okay, now the kind of scanner that's in the news a lot at the moment are the so-called nude scanners. These are the full-body scanners that are appearing at some airports, particularly in the United States, and I believe 500 of them have been ordered from of which about half have already been deployed. Is that right?
15: Yes, I think that's right.
8: And you're not <laughs> operating them, obviously, but does this idea that they're called nude scanners, does that bother you?
15: Well, I think the name bothers me, and, I, and the idea is not...
8: Yeah, it's not our brand, dude. We don't want it to be known as
15: nude. It's not our brand. <laughs> Gingerbread, maybe, but not nude. To produce nude pictures, the aim is to image threats and weapons. Ah, image threats. And that's what their purpose is.
8: The two main objections that have been raised against them are the privacy objection and the safety objection. Perhaps we should start with the privacy one. Do you have a sort of policy or best practices that go with using your scanner, or do you leave that up to the security agency or the airport?
15: Well, typically, since we deal with government agencies, they determine how the scanners are used. But in most cases there are numerous privacy features of the machine one is the fact that these are x-ray images and if you saw an x-ray image you could not identify that person in a room later unless they were the smallest person if they That's had the- huge breasts <laughs> yeah he says the the largest or the smallest He just needs a breast or wang person in the room the second thing is most airports have strict uh, operational safeguards and typically the image uh, reviewers are in a separate room. They cannot see the passengers. They cannot record the images, and typically yeah, they're bull. Not- yeah, no. We, well, we know that's a lot. To have cell phones or other cameras that they could take images with them.
8: Moving on to the safety question. So, your nude scanner, if you'll forgive the expression, <laughs> is. I do like this guy. Your, this your guy nude. Just keeps your nude scanner. backscatter X ray. There's another sort, isn't there, that uses millimeter wave radiation. And some people think that sort is safer because X rays are ionizing radiation and so on. What's your position on the safety of these scanners?
15: We think these scanners are demonstrated to. Be. We think, by the way. Yeah, we think. We think 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 is what he said. We think. Ionizing radiation has been with every living being since the dawn of time. As a matter of fact, we ourselves are radioactive. (laughs) So if you.
3: he, he, Check
2: he, myself in, buddy.
15: <laughs> Here comes the don't cuddle up to someone's butt uh, concept. Sleep in the same bed as another human being. You actually increase your x-ray exposure.
0: <laughs>
15: uh,
9: bullshit.
0: bullshit. <laughs> Wait, there's more.
15: It gets better. About as much every day as a secure scan.
8: You have a chart on your website that shows these various levels of radiation exposure, and one of the bars on the chart has a banana next to it. What's going on there? <laughs> a banana. Hello, John, a banana. How much radiation
0: is in a banana, John? Oh, I don't know. Probably, probably just... Not much. Not much. I think, you think a banana is probably more radioactive than one of our scanners. What do you think, John? I I think this wanton man should tell us.
15: Well, bananas are fairly radioactive as far as food goes because... (laughs) they Oh, brother.
2: (laughs) Things glowing in the dark. What's wrong with my banana?
15: Contain potassium. All potassium... Has some radioactive components in it, so you need <laughs> potassium to live, but it does have ionizing radiation associated uh, with it. So one banana is roughly equivalent to one of these scans. It's uh, well, a quarter of a banana is roughly equivalent to one of these scans. <laughs> oh, right? <Okay>. Oh. <laughs>
3: that's, that's the kicker.
0: So a quarter that's of, the, of a banana. That's fantastic. That is the clip of the day. A quarter of a banana is equally is equal to one times to a naked body scanner. <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. If I eat a whole banana, I might die of radiation. Fuck me. Sorry, didn't mean to do that. Just slipped out. It's the Tourettes. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, it's good, huh?
2: Oh yeah, that's the <laughs> clip of the day.
0: I had it last week. It just we didn't get to it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a, it's an evergreen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh, I needed that. I needed a real belly laugh.
2: <laughs> it's, it's Who a- do these people think they are?
0: Yeah. So
2: let's just. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the nerve of these guys!
0: It's pretty outrageous, isn't it? Ah! And by the way, breaking news: um, PJ Crowley's spokeshole for Hillary Clinton has uh, resigned. Oh, I wonder why. Uh, well, the um, the thesis is CNN says pressure from White House officials. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it's over. Uh, he said something weird about uh, Bradley Manning. He said uh, the treatment of private first class Bradley Manning was ridiculous and counterproductive and stupid. Yeah, that's not always a good thing to say. You, you're not supposed to make your boss look bad, dude. That's like not, oh. that's like not the way. Yeah, to that's do probably it. what did it. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, a good good yeah, call. Yeah, so that's uh, that's breaking news. And uh, I do have some uh, pretty outrageous stuff, actually. <clears throat> The uh, you know Annalie Newitz, you know her, don't you?
2: Yeah, she used to come on Silicon Spin every so often. Yeah,
0: she's and I, I like her as a journalist, and uh, she's a nice girl. Uh, she did the very first uh, interview about podcasting with me, and oh, uh, uh,
2: that's what it
0: is. What do you mean that's what it is? No, I mean I, I respect her as a journalist. Obviously, she's fantastic. <laughs> she she comes out with a. Uh, apparently hyper-evolved vampires are now attacking, uh, large animals in, uh, and sheep in Mexico, draining them of their blood, leaving huge bite marks behind. Yeah, that's a journalist uh, for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm down with it. Attacks from hyper-evolved vampires on the rise in Mexico is her report. Yeah. I'm down with that I think that's totally uh, totally possible okay so while all of this is taking place of course uh, we must less lesson we forget Oh, I, I want to mention one thing uh, and I tweeted about this but I have it in the show notes there's a documentary called Lifting the Veil and um, it's one of the John if 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 we put together a no agenda clip show in video this would be it and this goes back you know several years and it's every single thing I'm like oh my god I remember we played that oh gee Wow, I've forgotten about that one, and it's all it's it's it goes all the way back to Glass Steagall and uh, and the Clinton shills, and then how Obama got elected, and all of the shills he's got in office. It's a fabulous, fabulous uh, piece of work. It's riveting. About an hour and a half, lifting the veil. You have to see this. I recommend it highly. Uh, You're going to watch it online. Who produced it? Um, uh, I don't remember. Uh, let me see. If I can... Is it
2: an Adam Curtis art uh thing?
0: Uh, let me see. Adam
2: uh, Curtis is my absolute favorite documentarian.
0: Let me uh, let me find out here. I, I got the link here. It's uh... mm-hmm. lifting the veil. Uh, there's all kinds of. It doesn't say. I'd probably have to go all the way into it uh, at the end, but it's it, it's it's you have to watch it. This, it's this website uh Metanoia. Metanoia? Yeah, Metanoia. <laughs> Metanoiafilms.org. Oh, we'll probably have here about, let me see. Anyway, take a look at it. It's right. uh, it, it, uh, it. you will you will enjoy it. I'm I'm uh forcing Mickey to watch it. Uh but she's always, she's always just like, I, you don't have to force me, I want to watch. It's great. Um now what was I gonna say? There was I had something I wanted to Oh yeah so Lest we forget that uh, President Obama uh, basically uh, opened up with another one of his uh, presidential uh, notes. There said, "All right, uh, everybody, uh, you go make your own rules. FDA, EPA, you now have the power by the power of Greystoke. I now allow you to make rules and regulations." So, of course, this is the setup to the Clean Air Act, uh, and, you know a revamp of. And this is uh, what's her name, Lisa Jackson, this uh. horrible arrogant woman. Oh, the play-
2: most arrogant person in government.
0: Yeah, we've uh, we've discussed her many times. So there's a bill in the House to stop um, the EPA from doing this, which I think is appropriate because you know regulations can't just come from Lisa Jackson who dreams it up. It had, you know it should be congressional and should go through the Senate. And if you're going to make a law. Then uh, you know, which I'm sure they're gonna do. You know, this would be basically the the precursor to cap and trade and global warming, and we're all gonna die. And uh, so, uh, of course, this is immediately deemed a Republican bill, and they're horrible, and and they uh, and the Republicans <laughs> want us all to die from global warming. And so uh, we get uh, is it Senator Markey? Markey? Yeah, there's a Markey. Yeah, Markey. What's his? Uh, where is, he's, he must be a Democrat, I'm sure. He's from Massachusetts. Massachusetts, Massachusetts, right? So he comes out with a statement, and the video is actually funnier um, because there's some woman behind him who probably wrote the statement, and she's smirking and smiling like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, that was good, wasn't it? That was really good. Listen to what he. This is a total. uh, He's saying that that what the what the Republicans are trying to do is anti-science. They're trying to do away with science altogether. We hate science, as Republicans.
3: Science, science, science. science, science. science. The science is in!
1: Science! I rise in opposition to a bill that repeals the scientific finding that pollution is harming our people and our planet. However, I won't rise physically because I'm worried that the Republicans will overturn the law of gravity, sending us floating around the oh, room. Oh, oh, oh.
0: <laughs> and this woman is sitting behind him going, that was good, wasn't it? I wrote, I that. wrote, that, I wrote that, I wrote that, it gets better. Uh,
1: I won't call for the sunlight of additional hearings for fear that Republicans might excommunicate the finding that the earth revolves around oh. the sun. <laughs> <laughs> How
0: cute am I with my writing?
1: <laughs> Instead, we will embody Newton's third law of motion and be an equal and opposing force against this attack on science and on laws that will reduce America's importation of foreign oil. Science! Boy,
2: well, talk
1: this about a leap of faith. ...will live in the House while simultaneously being dead in the Senate. It will be a legislative Schrodinger's cat killed by the quantum uh, mechanics of the... <laughs> Let him finish. ...the legislative process. Arbitrary rejection of scientific fact will not cause... Scientific fact. Everyone agrees, John. Scientific fact us to rise from our seats today but with this bill pollution levels will rise oil imports will rise temperatures will rise and with that i yield back the balance of my time that is unless a rejection of einstein's special theory of relativity is somewhere in the chair's amendment pile no oh, please
0: yeah <laughs>
1: the show boating
0: jerk off I mean you got to see the video to see that uh
2: what this that the that smirking assistant in the back here? oh yeah
0: oh yeah hey so i did a little bit of research uh, uh now you were talking we, we've been tracking these uh wireless smart meters that are being installed everywhere and by the way apparently uh pacific gas and electric uh is uh is proposing a um a way for customers to opt out out of yeah the, that's what uh, they say yeah well of course you're screwed because you already have one well i can just say hey you never gave me the chance to opt out now now you mentioned a number i just want to check this did you say that you were paying a thousand dollars a month for electricity yeah you're out you're crazy that's that's not possible and that's well that's according to,
2: yeah it's just it's, it's way too high but it's only because they put these meters in my wife says well you know you what you did was you 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 use some at the peak hour and <laughs> you they, left they,
0: the lights on. <laughs> Basically, yeah, you left yeah, the lights so on, so I could read. No, this, but I'm telling you, you're getting ripped off, and you got to jump on this right away, man. This, yeah, I'm I'm working on it. This is not okay because this is now happening everywhere as the, this outsourcing. So now they've essentially put a. a, a a third is the party.
2: It's going on with the parking meters in San Francisco now.
0: Yeah, but but this is electricity, man. This is not okay. I mean, I checked
2: because I, I I was. Th- no, I'm just saying the outsourcing is, is. This is going on with everything. These governments they pay themselves big salaries and then they 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 figure that well, hell, we can get all this tax money. Let's just job out all this. We don't even you know we're not
0: even going to collect them we'd let somebody else do all the work we'll We'll just take the profits and that's the problem is that the collection is also done by these companies with their wireless smart meters and we always knew that this was going to be some kind of control thing with the smart grid but i had no idea i had no idea that they were outsourcing the collection to these companies who of course get a piece of the action of everything they collect yeah so they want to collect more but i checked it so um our electricity is three hundred dollars a month and uh, and I have the studio on all the time. Um, on warm days, we have uh, we do have air conditioning, uh, which I do keep in check. because You leave that thing on, you know, you, you can just hear the meter whirring away in the corner. But three hundred dollars a month for two people in a modest home—you know, what do we have? Like seventeen hundred square feet. It's not big at all. Um, so for you to have—that's too high. It probably is, but it's California, right? So then you, you had 500 and now it's just gone to a 1000 Dude, you're being ripped off. There's something very Hello? wrong. Yeah, but... Why are you it, telling me what I already know? Now, let me tell you what else I discovered. So I was wrong about the water, because this was freaking me out. I'm like, I, I, you know, I thought we were paying uh, much more for water. So I looked at the... Because pa- we get a, a, a bill for every two months. And the bill was... Uh, came to a hundred and seventy five dollars a month which is very low for water for water yeah for water well, i mean maybe it, down there up here we got water all over the place it shouldn't be that high but check this out i pay two hundred dollars for sewer so i'm like wait a minute i pay one hundred and seventy five dollars for the water coming out but i pay two hundred dollars for it going down the drain no well, you're crapping in it no <laughs> no you know what it is you pay for rainwater And they literally have on the bill, we had 14 rain days times whatever, so they're charging me for rain. That's a scam. (laughs) You think? They're charging me for rain. I don't get get it. I'm paying more for, for water going down the drain from the sky, apparently, and then it's coming out of the tap. Help me understand.
2: It's a typical California scam. The the state is just crawling with these things. And, and, you know, they had the water guys in particular down in Southern California. There was a big uh, kind of a scandal. They were making hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. They just, you know, the public works guys just sitting in their desk. Couple of them, I think one of them was making 400 grand or something like that. And then they (laughs) went on full retirement, like, you know, after 20 years. Yeah. Full salary. Yeah. You rocking wonder why the states broke.
0: Rocking and rolling, everybody. We're just having you know,
2: a good old time. I, I give them credit for being sharp operators. Yeah. It doesn't do me any good. All
0: right, right, we'll stay on top of that. I want to know what happens, because I'm... Yeah, I'm, we'll, we're, we're working on it. I'm concerned. So
2: I do have one final thing to talk about. Oh, good. Uh, we have some time. So this woman came on C-SPAN uh, during uh, the book thing, and she's name is Kay Heimowitz, and she <laughs> did a book called Manning Up, How the rise of women has turned men into boys? Yeah, pussies. And uh, she uh, has a bunch of interesting. She she made an interesting point. She talked about, for example, uh, the uh, show. uh, Seinfeld, with you know the, the the characters that are on Seinfeld, and remember the show like George, Elaine, Kramer, Jerry, and the and and then you have the French Frencho, oh, Rachel, Russ. These are people that she calls pre-adults. They didn't really exist before. You never had shows like this in the past. Because and Big Bang Theory is probably the best example of this, even though she didn't mention it. Right about these you know these men who refuse to you know they're they're men boys. They refuse to. Uh, be. You, the average age of a married guy in 1970 was 21. Now it's going, pushing into the 30s. You have uh, kind of immature older males that are in their uh, early 30s. Yeah, we're pussies. Yeah, well, well, play the clip. I have a clip here on uh, that she makes a few commentaries, and then it's kind of interesting to discuss. It's called the "End of the Male," and uh, you just have to do is look around. And you can see this happening, and I, I, I concluded that guys, generally speaking, will just you know fall back into uh, doing nothing if given the opportunity. I think that's a big part of this
16: clear and important social role. Today, provider husbands and fathers are optional. With reproductive technology, if women so choose, they can simply buy sperm and forget about the man who delivered it.
0: Yeah, which is I think is a very good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My God.
16: Meanwhile, young men have seen fathers and uncles discarded by wives, cast out of their home, and separated from their children. No wonder they look around the, ch- the culture, shrug, and do their own thing. And here's my final uh, reason for the uh, appearance of the child men we've seen a general cultural ad- ambivalence, and that's at best, about men. By the 1990s, the entire culture, as we just saw, became a you-go-girl cheering section. <laughs> it would be nice to say that Americans love both their boys and girls equally, but there was reason for men to suspect otherwise. You may notice, uh, <laughs> some of you may have heard this expression, girls rule boys drool. Uh, this was a very popular uh, Little phrase that went on on girls' backpacks and lunchboxes and uh, so on and so forth. The other one says, "Not all men are annoying; some are dead." Not even funny. Um, so advertisers and screenwriters at the same time were giving us a long line of low IQ television dads. We had Homer Simpson and Ray Romano, Tim Allen. And the drumbeat from uh, the popular culture said men are dumb, they're unfeeling, they're incompetent, and women don't really need them. At the same time, the qualities of character that men had needed to, be, uh, uh, needed to play their traditional role, fortitude, courage, confidence, fidelity were becoming obsolete and even a little embarrassing. Feminists have a new term out that's gained some traction. It's, the term is mansplaining. Uh, It's a combination of man and explaining. And according to the Urban Dictionary, a popular source of trendy terms, mansplain is what men do in order to, quote, dominate the conversation and to make statements that are not based on facts, assuming that people will believe and agree with him because he is a male. So, uh, that, you know, and once again, this attack on the idea of the authoritative uh, male. And some men decided they better cool down the masculine personality. They adopted youthful playfulness and hesitancy. You
0: know, that that is a fascinating clip. Uh, First of all, she needs to get laid really hard. That's for sure. Um. So I think there's a couple things going on here. You still with me, John? Yeah. So first of all, uh, I believe that <clears throat> if you think about the whole concept of the elites wanting only 500 million people, you know, there's a couple of ways to kill, kill us pretty quickly, like wars and tsunamis and stuff like that. But over time, it's much better to just to stop us from having children. And I've been noticing a couple of things. So first of all, uh, I think it's now pretty well documented that BPA or uh, bisphen- biphenol A which is in plastic bottles um, injects uh, you know, contains estrogen so we, the men literally are becoming more effeminate because of all kinds of chemicals that are uh, in our environment and, and, and there's some, some scientific evidence of that I don't want to say proof well, and or don't fact. forget
2: soybean oil which is promoted as healthy and organic is an estrogen uh, analog
0: right so and you know and, and look what's happening I mean I'm almost 47 and uh, I should be a manly man I'm a bicurious male. Um, perfect example perfect example now add to that I don't, have you seen these commercials I've, I've clipped it many times but it doesn't work you can't do it in audio and it's these commercials where you see um, the woman has a kid and, uh, and it's like do you really want another child do you really th-? and you know the kids like ruining the house you know like making a mess in the kitchen you know drawing on the walls <laughs> Right. you've They're seen these right do. But then there's another one. There's another one where uh, the woman is walking uh, through like uh, a department store, and she's looking at baby carriages. So she doesn't have any kids. And uh, this is the one that not only keeps you from getting pregnant, but you don't even have to have any periods anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. you, you only yeah, have that, it. You only have it four times uh, a year. Yeah. Of course, you may have through that rigmarole. periodic s- spotting and that's got to be good. For blood you. spouting out of you from time to time, <laughs> uh, but. I think it is an overall eugenicist push from a different direction because it has to come from multiple directions just to stop us from having kids and it's, you know it 's a great way to do it is just make make the men more more effeminate, which I think is true and and of course, in popular culture, just like we 've got uh, you know the Federales now being the uh, the winners and all the cop shows, no longer are the local guys are dumb, and now the FBI and the CIA are the smart guys, which is completely one hundred and eighty degrees from what it used to be. You now now we have all these shows where men are uh, are doofuses and children had yeah, uh, two and a half men uh, the, yeah uh,
2: which is a sheen, charlie sheen is kind of epitomizes this character and he's yeah. very entertaining but the, the 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 show uh uh what was the name of it the uh Big Bang Theory, yeah, I nerds. think is the app which is the top show, the top comedy on right now. Yeah, is the worst ex- worst case scenario example. You got to have all effeminate men that are total wimps, and there's a cute blonde next door that you know. Is no one, no like, one ever
0: has sex with because they're too because yeah, she's, she's, she's just wimpy
2: because they can't have sex with anybody apparently, right. and then they're led by the right. the most wonkish weirdo who happens to be you know who's an actor who plays this very effeminate character, and he's hilarious. All the best lines are written for him and uh it's just a it's a very negative uh uh sitcom in terms of culture very negative
0: well you know what's good about this john that's all the more chicks left for us my friend
2: (laughs) that's the good news
0: about it yeah he's like yeah
2: there's one outside
0: now knocking at the door just send us your sperm send cash blankets just send us your sperm uh, so, shall we do a third show on Tuesday this week? If you want to do show zero. No, that could be an idea. Let me do a show zero, maybe. It'll be fun. Just see how it goes. It's a possibility.
7: All
4: right.
0: All right, coming to you from uh, Gitmo Nation West here in the People's Republic of Southern California, I am the effeminate, bicurious male known as Adam
10: Curry.
2: And I want to remind people that we will have our $300 for show 300. We have show 300 coming up. We'd love to get everybody involved with that so we can uh, make it through the rest of the year. Uh, And from northern Silicon Valley, I'm signing off as White Dog. I'm
0: John C. Dvorak. We'll talk to you again on Thursday uh, right here on your favorite program, the best news show in the world. We call it No Agenda.
3: Dvorak.org slash N.A.
7: It's just unbelievable. We are all so excited and so thankful for everybody. And like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody.